Oh, that's hot. No. 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 How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? The human, the human torch, torch was denied, was a, denied bank a bank loan. <laughs> Follow me, I chuddle <gasps> Brian with a... <gasps> Save the children! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> this, the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> I like how we're having two different conversations. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Not the chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys. Surprise! Whoa. Hundred butts. Kinky. Creepy pasta. Please. Doina. Can't say Teddy Spaghetti three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasta Cole. A Ouija version of the stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey. Out of the mist and into the fog, it's Chuddle the Pod. Hello. And welcome to a brand new episode of Shuttle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well, we like to take a dive into movies, music, mystery, and history, dabbling in the baleful, bizarre, bleak, and bloody, and almost always touching the world of the macabre. On today's episode, we get sexy? Maybe? <laughs> Well, sure. I mean, you're, you're telling in, me. A man, in a manner of speaking, I guess. Yeah. If you, I mean, yeah, those two beautiful voices you hear chiming in are my lovely co-occupants of the podcast. You can follow both of them respectively where you can follow them. You can follow me where you can follow me, but you can follow all of us at Shuttle the Pod. Most importantly, yes. I'm sorry. I just want to get over to our guest. We have a very special yeah. guest tonight yeah. and that's that's what's exciting about this please i mean you can talk at any time it's like i mean i'm gonna i guess introduce you author once he starts he'll never stop so you know okay <laughs> what, what what else would you like to go by um do you do anything uh, else th th that you want no. like part of just your an title? just an author that's just it. an author uh, okay, horror cool. horror aficionado that see Ooh, see you want yeah. thomas a a more importantly of carnage yes his author name. and horror <laughs> aficionado we'll do that <laughs> yeah Thomas Michael Thomas, where can people find you at uh, too? Are you on Instagram and such? I am at Della Morte Della Gore on Instagram. I am on the Twitter, which I believe is Thomas Michael T9 on Twitter. I don't go on Twitter, but I do book promotions on there as well. And uh, if you need to reach out to me, if you bought the book and want to chit chat about it, I guess you could just reach me through Instagram. That's the most active social media that I have. And, uh, and that's it. Which the and book is it. the evil within the house? Where can you buy that? Amazon. The evil with yeah, the evil within the house. Um, the that's where you want to get your soft cover copy for five ninety nine on Amazon. Amazon is great, actually. You could probably place an order and have it by the end of the week, and it'll be on your doorstep. A lot of people have done that, and I can't believe that um, I've sold Look more physical copies. Yeah, I've, uh, so, I've 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 sold more uh, soft cover copies than actual digital copies. I I put it out when like a hundred copies sold in two weeks. Physical copies, which is the craziest. Oh, that's great. Thing. I I have one of the digital copies. I just finished reading it like two days ago. Did you really? Oh, that's oh, great. Really, the, really, the physical yeah. copy. Yeah, that's the physical. physical. I can't I, believe I, 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 I went digital. I went I think, digital. But it no was way. it was fun. Did you? 
Did you hold up a VHS tape? Was that what you just held up? No, it's my Kindle. Yeah. I went digital. <laughs> I went digital. It's a VHS. <laughs> I read it out loud, recorded it on a VHS, and then wow. watched that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like Archive 81, that, that show on Netflix where yes. the guy watches VHS. Yeah. That was pretty good. We're trying that to different things. Really so. uh, yeah. The podcast was fantastic, too. It's like short format. It's like 15 minutes each segment, but it's... Uh, Hmm. It was, it was tantalizing. Uh, kind of bummed out that they're not doing a season two. On I heard. But I heard that. Uh, there is more of that podcast. And it goes fucking like specifically because of what we're covering today. If you like some body horror, hmm. season two of 81 is just fucking really it's mm, chef kiss. Just fucking super. Weird. <laughs> they did it. They did a good chef job with that. And kiss. I love that people are looking for material to make TV shows or Netflix shows out of podcasts that's great instead of just going to books they're like you know this is where this is where me this is where media is going let's grab the podcast (laughs) and make it a streaming show it's brilliant i love it shuttle the variety hour right um oh god that'd be horrible i i i also read the evil within the house and i found it to be a real page turner if i hadn't like you know had to stop to do other things i probably would have read it in like an afternoon and I got my copy dedicated in person because I'm I'm friends with Michael here. Thomas Michael Thomas, the author name. I'm gonna call him Michael. That's how I know him. I appreciate that. That's cool. You, Can we I, say that? Yeah, Michael's fine. <laughs> I have not read it yet, but I just bought the physical copy because I was gonna say literally just now. Just I was the about to say you probably because, just did it, didn't you? Just <laughs> did that right now. I no, but there is something tangible about like a physical book. I don't know, like especially I don't know. There is I'm something like, tangible about a physical book. No, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but no, as in like, I don't know. Like I, I I've like never what? gotten into a Kindle. I've never gotten into a Kindle. Like I need to, if I'm reading a book, I need to have the book in my hands and not just like a tablet. You know what I mean? Like I can listen to audiobooks because I do that with painting and drawing a lot. But like, there's something if I want to sit down and read. Like ah man, I gotta, I gotta get those. You're just stuck those, on that horse and nice buggy, man. Get in an automobile. That, that book smell. Yeah. Like that horse poop smell. <laughs> but no, I, once I, I got this, this thing is both. fantastic for commuting. I don't have to haul around That's a big true. ass heavy book and oh. I have or haul or, or moving. I like or how anything. we're getting into Books like take up so much space. <laughs> physical book versus Sorry, get Kindle, a library card. you know. Yes. Fun. <laughs> That's the next in the next three hours. Exactly. Twist. We're gonna not cover the movie that we said we're gonna cover and we're actually just gonna talk about Kindles. This is just a paid advertisement again. Uh, Sam, I appreciate you yeah. telling me the um, that you liked it because you've been you've known me for a long time and you're a good friend and you're a harsh critic of, of myself. So you tell me also if you didn't like it. So I believe you when you tell me I would. that you liked it. Because you'd be I'd like, at least hey. not tell you that I liked it or that I didn't read it or something. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, that's true. No, you were like to you. No, you read it quick and you're like, dude, <laughs> I liked it. He just told me one of my short films sucks. So yeah, he's <laughs> an Oz. Sam's an Oz guy. What's the uh, what's the synopsis of the book? Like, what's the book about? I wanted to throw the kitchen sink at the audience because I love supernatural stuff. I love aliens. I love cults. So I threw all of that in there. I based it off of um, two young boys, kind of like Stand By Me, but two young boys in the 80s. They uh, starts off, they lost one of their best friends and he he, he died and they cannot cope with his death. So they want to um, get an Ouija board. One of them is more occult curious and he wants to get a Ouija board. And I said it also in a town that's very, very heavily religious. And I grew up very, very heavily really religious, like so much, like coming out mm-hmm. of my ears. And, um, Oh, I picked up on so knowing you, I picked up on so much of the stuff that I knew came from your life. Continue. That's, that's amazing <laughs> that you picked up on that. I, I over, I overdid it. I really hit the audience over the head with like the stuff 
that I grew up with, with um, people like dancing in the spirit and tambourines right, well, you know, and right? speaking in tongues and that kind of stuff. Like I grew up on that. That was completely normal. And then when, and it's weird being in that way in like the eighties and nineties, not having the internet and they go out into the real world. And I'm like, wait a minute, people don't act like this. This is like, we're going right. to a, a, a different kind of church. I'm like, why, why isn't anybody running up and down the aisles and screaming at each other? Like, why is everybody yeah. sitting down? <laughs> like, you know, you know, the, the best way to describe it is, you know, when Borat and the first Borat movie infiltrated the Pentecostal church and they're laying hands on him and he's like convulsing and being mm -hmm. Borat. And my wife watched that movie maybe like two years ago and she's like, did you go to a church like that? I'm like, that is the church that I went to. Like, I grew up in that. So be writing <laughs> yeah. wow. those two kids growing up in a town like that and they're like trying to have a seance and the seance backfires. And then I threw a little twist in there. But when the when the seance backfired, there there's this immediate touch with the supernatural and the occult and then i bring out these people who are always into the occult in the same town world this over the religious people are so there's this constant tension mm -hmm. and um they go on this let's go into the this haunted house and find this secret um the secret uh pendant but and it gets kind of emotional at this point i told sam the story there's an old man that i'm friends with he's still alive and I wrote the book and published it last October. And we invited him, my wife and I invited him over to her house. And and you've you've read it, Brian, right? You said you read the book. Mm -hmm. So there's the boys want to get a hold of this magic pendant because they feel or have heard that it can has healing properties and could have the ability to possibly cure cancer. And so the one of the boys' grandmothers has cancer, and I wrote the MacGuffin if um, she dies then he would be homeless or have to move in with some crazed uncle or something like mm -hmm. that because he's coming from like a, a quote unquote uh, trashy family or, or, or mm -hmm. I put him as a trailer trash kid making fun of the people making fun of him. So if he gets this pendant, he could he could uh, summon these occult powers, have his grandmother cured from cancer, and then his life would be we would be better. Well, this old guy comes over my house in real life, not in the story. And this old guy comes <laughs> over my house. <laughs> and my wife's always promoting my book. A friend of yours that was a neighbor. Yes. So he comes over and he sees the book on the counter. And my wife's like, hey, Michael just wrote this. And he goes, good, I need something to read. And he's like in his 80s. Grabs the book. <laughs> and he goes, sit down, I have something to tell you. And when an old person says, sit down, I have something to tell you, usually, I mean, it could be two things. It could be a life sermon or it's probably going to be, I'm so sick and I'm going to die. And that's yeah. what he told us. He's like, hey, I got a really serious, like, esophageal cancer and i'm going to go through some serious like treatment which means they're going to cut out his esophagus and and radiate him and hopefully they can do this at in in his 80s That's so right. i didn't tell him about the book because as he's holding the book and going to read it i'm like fuck oh there's <laughs> the grandmother has <laughs> oh, cancer oh, fuck. yeah and he's telling me the story i'm like you know what just throw the book away you know i just care about i care <laughs> about <laughs> yeah oh, oh, i'm God. like i just okay. i care about your well-being and anyway i went to visit i'm like a couple weeks later. Like I wrote it in Spanish. Give it back. And so, so I went and knocked on his door. He came out and he's like, I'm going through chemo. I'm kind of weak. I really don't feel like a visit. He's like, but I want to tell you, I'm reading your book. And I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And he goes, and you tell those boys that when they get done using that pendant that heals their grandmother, that I need to borrow it too. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I want to cry because I love the guy. He's still yeah. alive. He told me this at Thanksgiving. And okay. I was like, hey, oh, right. I, said, I was like, do you need anything? He goes, could you get me a new esophagus? Like he's making a joke about it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. And I'm like, I hope he's going to be around for Christmas. And I just called him for Easter. He's 
He's still yeah. with us. He's a tough. It's dude. amazing, like how a positive mental attitude can lead in really dark times like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm glad that they did it back. For you didn't throw the book back. You're like, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, get this out. <laughs> yeah, um, like, uh, that's amazing. Uh, and they found him dead, and it was open reading my book, and it was right on the grandma, <laughs> the reveal. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> like oh god no uh well i know i kind of glossed over you two gentlemen are you guys doing all right uh i don't want sam you doing good how's 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 uh life been for you you know i'm sure tiring good yeah fine tiring yeah sure got the new baby she's been very good to us so far yeah sure yeah sure Um, got the new yeah sure fine yeah Uh, whatever and uh yeah going through life i get to go to the skate park tomorrow i'm excited about that haven't skated in a little Fun. bit been listening to a new push a t album that's really good he's cocaine's Ooh. dr zeus that's what he says and i, I love it <laughs> um so yeah that's what's been going on with me let's throw it over to ross hey thanks oh, hey. Going on, oh, ross? <laughs> sure um oh i went to uh is it my first yeah first concert since like ooh. all the shit. Yeah. Um, I went a Monday night show. Ooh, spicy. Uh, I went to, uh, was it uh, Emily Wolf and uh, Dan Andriano and the Bygones. And uh, that was really good. Dan's the basis for Alkaline Trio. And I'd never heard mm-hmm. Emily Wolf before. She's out of, based out of, uh, I think, Austin, Texas or somewhere in Texas. And uh, show ripped. It was fucking great. It was fantastic. It was also uh, really awesomely sentimental. Wolf, right? No, 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 no. Okay. Emily Wolf. It was actually made the, my wife made the uh, uh, joke afterwards that uh, we went to go see Emily and Dan, and that's our two kids' names, which is hilarious. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, what do you know? So, yeah. Oh, like, oh, <laughs> One oh, day. Oh, wow. Oh, weird. You can't, you can't get away One from day. them. <laughs> Ever. Even Jesus when we're trying Christ. to get away from them. Exactly. <laughs> no, right? Jesus. Forever. Forever, forever. <laughs> Go ahead. I said it before as a joke, but follow them at Chuddle the Ross at Chuddle the Sam on Twitter and Slasher, and go ahead and follow me at Chuddle the Brian with a why? Because fuck it on Instagram and Slasher as well. Go ahead, follow all of us. Chuddle the Pod. That's what we would love the most. Do you have something to say, Sam? I, are you doing all right? <laughs> have you yeah. had a oh. good week? <laughs> what, yeah, what up, dog? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing good. Just want to check in uh, with you. <laughs> You got, thanks, you thanks got for something asking. to say, Sam. <laughs> well, he kind of like raised his finger and then was like, ah, forget about it. Ooh, <laughs> I was like, point at you. Right. So, uh, no, I'm doing good. Uh, no, I feel I feel left in uh, plenty. So thank good. you for asking. No, been doing well, you know, doing my thing. I saw uh, someone kick some dog poop onto a car today. So that was fun. And then was it harder? Was it hard or soft? Only in New York, right? (laughs) I think it was on accident. (laughs) The dog had just pooped. (laughs) Well, the guy was the guy was purposely kicking the poop. I think just onto the street, like he was just trying to get. He wasn't picking it up. Uh, Ah, but but it was like poop. It was. It was poop core. It's like parkour, but you just kick shit everywhere. But yeah, and he did it with like uh, a backwards, like his his foot <gasps> kicking it backwards. So Ooh, like, like a soccer it, kick. Yeah, <laughs> so it went like behind a him. Soccer kick? Yeah, wow. and then I don't know if he realized that it flew off and just move? nailed the side of a car's door and it <laughs> stuck there. It was terrible. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> but I that's awesome. Like, 
Why not? <laughs> yeah, hey, shit happens, I guess, right? Uh, uh, hey, there we go. I'm glad I asked you how your happen. week was. Thanks, right? I'm glad. Killed I'm sure it. you really wanted to know that. So let's go ahead and take a break before we get into the madness that we're going to get into with the movie Possession. So we will be right back. This is Travis Maxwell Boone, co-host of the uncontrollably popular with almost no one Z-rated podcast, The Nightclub. I've been listening to Chuddle the Pod for a while now and was honored to be a guest on the show, so I'm here to let all you good people know it's Chuddle time. Brian, Sam, and Ross are bringing the goods week after week and they cover a wide variety of topics within the realm of the dark and twisted. If this is your first episode, you're in for a doozy, and if you're a loyal listener, then you already know the drill. Subscribe and keep chuddling your feed. They'll be waiting. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind listener or sponsor for those wonderful words of praise, encouragement, or something else we appreciate it so here we are back into the the thick of it and we're gonna go deep into a movie that was i presented to us and well i'm just gonna let ross take this away because we're gonna head over to ross's video roundup well hey there buckaroos welcome for another video roundup with your pal ross spoilers ahead from the Berlin Wall of Blood comes 1981's Possession, a body horror love triangle bloodbath that's a tear duncan of terror that revolves around a man named Mark whose marriage goes from okay to shambles to being cucked by something that resembles crab ragoon. Watch as Anna, his wife, goes from distant to manic to maniac. To may God help us all. It's a story of love, loss, two heaping spoonfuls of what the actual fuck, and what happens when a Dr. Phil episode mixes with a Lovecraftian horror story. With memorable and often confusing characters, this movie will have you possessed to figure out the mystery and the misery of this wild ride. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Yet again, he kills it. That was... That was very um, good. That was on point. This, yeah. This movie. It's very good. Guys, possession. I have never seen this movie before. And I had um, never heard of this movie before. Me neither. <laughs> this Okay, so before I get into anything, you in, uh you introduced the film to us, Mike. So right. what what like what what yes, was your first was, introduction yes, to this? Yes. All right. So, so I want to know I want to know the backstory before we like start like tearing into this. <laughs> I was, uh, mm-hmm. I was, um, I've always been into horror movies, but, um, when you've seen, when you think you've seen everything, you're always digging for more. Oh yeah. And, um, and I got into Cronenberg, I think it was like the early O's <laughs> back, back when like Blockbuster had, um, I think it was called the rewards card at yeah. Blockbuster. You, oh, yeah. you paid, I don't know what you paid, but I think you just go and you just grab as many as you can. And you, you had, a, I think there was a limit, but it was crazy. It was like five a week and 25 a month or I don't know how they did it. And I grabbed the beer. I remember when it came out, it was like, holy shit, this is like yeah. stealing. But so right? I don't know I grabbed how a, they did it. Um, I stumbled just uh, on David Cronenberg's The Brood, 
which oh, is such a good movie. It's very similar. You two, by the way, are like the two biggest horror fans I know. Continue. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, especially here in Ross's references too. Like, listen to the podcast for the past four episodes that I've that I've chimed in. I'm like, this is like me just somewhere else. Only as he has a beard. <laughs> It's a big beard. <laughs> exactly. That's it. There's and, actually it's it's like the brood. There's just a bunch yes, of us. Yes. And uh, we actually meet uh, biannually in giant onesies. Trips <laughs> uh, nice. around. Nice. Perfect. Uh, and kill school teachers. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it's a weird one. It's an odd thing that um, we do. But it's, it's so you've seen the brood. So you know the oh, brood. Yeah. Okay. So I was into the brood, and then when I moved to Florida, I met another guy who was really into weird film. And he was like, dude, there's a companion piece to this that people are just like, this is just out there that David Cronenberg had his issues with his wife and his separation and there was children involved. And he just poured his David Cronenberg brain and guts and heart into the brood. And it was kind of like, I think Samantha Edgar, her, the character that played in the movie was symbolic of his wife and how crazy mm -hmm. she was. And she has like the little pupas growing off her stomach. And I think she was oh, eating God. one. It's yes. fucking crazy. So my friend's like, dude, have you seen Possession? 1981, Andrzej Zalowski, it's a Polish film, it was banned. It was a video nasties, one shit yeah. at the cons, and then they banned yeah. it. And yeah. Isabella Johnny like split in fucking half in the movie. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So he plays it for me. And this is on VHS to DVD. This is, I have the Blu-ray of it now, but back in 2007 when I first saw it, it was VHS mm -hmm. to DVD. And he plays it for me. By the time we got to the subway scene, and anybody who's listening, if you just Google Possession, subway scene that's oh, that's yeah. that's just a shotgun to the face and i think there's parts of it correct me if i'm wrong where it's just one take where she's just yes convulsing yes. and ripping huge. around and oh yeah and huge out of her fucking mind yeah yeah and um there's piano music and shit to this woman i guess being possessed at this point or or, or maybe having an exorcism abortion it's insane and i watched <laughs> it and i'm like Wild. this is one of the greatest films i've ever seen in my life it's it's a it's a it's a life changing film. So anytime I've ever met someone who's like, I want to watch some of your weird films. I've always been the weird film guy. And I'm like, oh, you need to check out this. You need to check out the Greasy Strangler. You need to check out you and me and everyone we know. You need to check out these films. But have you seen Possession? And Possession, the sad thing is, is that name's been used so many times. I think there's yes. a one in the past couple of years has been a Possession. I think there's a Possession, maybe a romance movie, but Possession 1981 by Andrzej Zalowski. It's fucking batshit bananas crazy. And so oh, I thought dude. maybe you guys had like seen the it. Possession with Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> No, Reese <laughs> That is fear, I that's think you're fear, talking about. That's fear, right? That's fear. That's fear. My apologize. But that's yeah. how I heard about it. Say, yeah. Kind of the same. Some of those themes. Some of those themes yeah. are there. I was watching this, and for the first 45 minutes, I was like, um... He does know we do like a horror podcast, right? And it's not like yes. a love triangle yeah. thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Is this some... mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh. It's like when I told <laughs> but... my friend to watch uh, Fresh and he was like ha right. half an hour in. He's like, uh, did I pick the right Fresh? <laughs> Precisely. Then, Which Fresh was I supposed yes, to do? Although if you're going to be in a love triangle, and we're going to get into this. Um, You're damn right. You'd want to be in a love triangle with Heinrich because that motherfucker. Oh, Heinrich. Like, if there's, <laughs> oh my God, dude. If there is a fucking spirit animal for just <laughs> like just unfathomable libido, it is this, it's this kooky ass German man. And I, oh my God, the costume changes, full monologues. He's a Germany, German Anthony he, Hopkins. He his, kara his karate. His karate. 
spinning yeah. in a circle. And, His no, karate we'll, we'll moves. He's like, oh, he's like throwing, throwing <laughs> Sam Nil. Oh, the oh double god. chop, oh. the double chop. Oh, all the just, yes. oh my god, he it's is fucking a all over the place. Master, master. Um, this okay. So uh, this film is really. I like the. I'm gonna go right into the cinematography. Uh, the cinematography in this movie is fucking outstanding. Wonderful. Because, um, Amazing. It is beautiful. Oh, holy shit. Like not uh, honestly not prepared for the level of cinematography. Uh, this there. Most of this film is static as in the fact is like either the characters are in full motion or the cameras in full motion. And then when it's not, it is so claustrophobically tight on its actors that it's just oh my god dude it's like it like that alone if this was a silent film i'd still get the ebgbs just on how it was shot and the sense of anxiety and claustrophobia in that is just so fucking good definitely made me really uncomfortable watching <laughs> this movie oh yeah it's like oh this is a lot cinema yeah because the cinematography was was bruno uh i'm gonna i always fuck these names up uh Neuton? N-U-Y-T-T-E-N. Neuton? 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 It sounds Bruno right. Bruno Neuton? <laughs> sure, let's go with <laughs> That's it. That's it. Let's go with that. Also, Bruno, uh, I apologize. He's definitely um, listening. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, he's, yeah. Oh, he's definitely going to be listening. Every time this. Possession pops up on a podcast, <laughs> he's, he's listening. He's the first one there. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And I also, I mean, I, and obviously I, this is a stylistic choice, too, by the main actors, is that the more unhinged these characters get, and they fucking get beyond oh, oh, okay. yes. as this movie progresses, mm. um, everything's in motion. And I felt like this is like the cinematic version of watching a beehive get fucked with. Where it's like in the <laughs> beginning, it's like calculated and kind of this, and then like it, you shake it a little bit, and then the characters start getting agitated, and you shake it some more, and it's just like... By the end of the movie, it's just oh my god! It's just uh, that might be accurate because even you describing that made me like anxious. Right, the <laughs> characters are almost this embodiment of like all the most wildest emotion that you would feel in certain a lot of these kind of situations. You find out yes. that you know you're not loved anymore, or whatever the the their exact situation was. Yeah, do you was okay? There's no way to like not just I guess get into all sorts of different parts of this movie. Well, yeah. She is essentially possessed. Do you think like the possession or whatever's making her feel like go all this crazy too is also affecting Sam Neil? And that's why he's so cuz he's fucking like yeah. Wild. <laughs> okay. Yes, so the it's first... definitely affecting him too. It's uh, definitely is what I thought, him. but I didn't get the movie at all. I had to <laughs> after i watched the movie i fucking looked up the plot on wikipedia to be like what just happened i had no idea he so, was a spy any of it so uh, <laughs> uh 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 chuttleman uh and viewers the uh the basic synopsis of this film is that um mark who is played by the amazing mr sam neill is um he gets home and apparently <clears throat> he does government work they don't really go into a yeah. full uh, briquette <laughs> of what he does, but it's sespy. I don't know. It's almost like spy stuff because you're no also <sighs> in East and West Berlin at this point. So the, right. like, there's a lot of the the idea of um, ownership, 
the idea of, of possession in a spectrum of different meanings goes throughout this movie where it's the possession over a people. It's the possession of like, and, and they don't even right. go into if this is, um, I guess, why would you judo Christian of what possession would be, or if this is existential alien terror. Like, I like the fact that the, the creature in this or God or uh, the rebirthing of the, cause it's, it actually goes by a few different names as yes. the movie goes on. The creature is so obtuse that as you're viewing it, as it's making this metamorphosis throughout the film, um, I like the fact that you get, I got more confused, but in a good way where I was like, Oh, it's just a meat sack. And you're like, Oh no, this looks like the teenager version of the, of the fucking, the thing from a racer head. And then, you're like, <laughs> and then yeah, it's it like, it's, yeah, it's weirder. like weird meat sack. That's when I was like, Oh, okay. So we are watching like a crazy movie. And then totally. So what the idea that in what I understood of the film, I, you know, before I guess maybe you yeah, fully explain. Like, oh it, yeah. This is a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, okay. Whatever this creature is, well, let's just call it God is um first this meat sack and then i guess it has to get maybe eat oh, babe, people it's gotta, and it's gotta, have sex it's and that's how it grows yeah. well, it's got to have evolves. a snack and then it's got to bu- it's yeah it, well it's got to have a snack then it's got to bust a nut then it's got to sleep for a little it's bit it's probably got to sleep exactly uh, yeah rinse repeat and then the sleeping is when it starts like exponentially growing that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. but with what's interesting though and what i really do like really like about this movie is um, Mark is almost as psychotic as uh, Anna in this film. So there is a really, until you actually see what Anna has been harboring and hiding, there is a huge, huge plausibility that like none of it is real. And uh, Mark is just reeling from the fact that his wife leaves him in this film under the pretense that he, she's, they've been in like a love triangle without his knowledge because of work and that he has now been abandoned. Mm -hmm. So he goes into this like completely crazy spiral, but believable. This is one of the rare instances of like, this is, um, (laughs) this is Dorothy on the fence post before she trips over and falls where it's like, mm-hmm. this is almost overacting, but it's not. Like, this is so close to overacting that I, I was like, it knocks at the door, but it's all tangible. Like, man, he's just, because he, they both play amazing maniacs. Like, they're both psychotic in totally different ways, and it works so well. I love when, while you're watching it, and I think you're in about 10 minutes, and you get that there's the affair, and you get that he's having a breakdown, and you get that there's the child involved, and there's yes. going to be this brutal divorce. <laughs> and then they're, the first argument is chairs are being thrown in a restaurant and five people from the restaurant are piling on him. And oh, yeah. Thrown across. <laughs> yes. You're like, when you're watching mm-hmm. it, you're like, oh, they're arguing. And they're like sitting in this weird perpendicular like way where they're not facing each other. And he's oh, like, yeah. what about Bob? Are you going to take Bob? All I could think was, how is the camera not in the mirrors? <laughs> and it kept turning towards the mirrors. Oh, and my all God. I could do was look at the mirror and be like, how in the fuck are they doing this? That's that beautiful <laughs> cinematography again. Yeah. And like, he's, all he's running after her, awesome. throwing fucking tables. It was, <laughs> that was yeah, that, that was hilarious. Yeah. They, that, that's what I was thinking is like, it's all of like the things I guess maybe you would want to do, but you don't and can't because 
you don't act that way in public <laughs> like if, if like you get yeah. like really bad well, news right. and they just do it so it's like oh my god just like well and even the back and even forth, the people like, that tackle them well yeah like a lot yeah. of like oh yeah right the chef i just like the chef oh yeah the like, chef like, there's a couple amazing. chefs get in there um, yeah. oh there was a few of them yeah. yeah i was like you know the kitchen saw something we're like yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> too many cooks <laughs> too They're many cooks to exactly <laughs> Um, all right, so, all right, yeah, dude, let's let's just let's just get into some of these scenes. So, um, as we kind of stated before, um, Mark uh, has gotten home recently from a government gig, uh, and he's already having marital spats with his wife Anna, and they're um, and they have a child, Bob. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Bob, funny funny name for a little boy, not Very Bobby, not like... a little boy, Bob, <laughs> right? <Straight Bob. laughs> Bob. It's I do give the credit that it's it's a really real thing when you're seeing the unraveling of a person but still trying to maintain their shit in front of their kid mm-hmm. is oh man that is such a real feeling I have where it's just like you you're experiencing not the fact that like you know my wife left me or you know that 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 she uh, you got some had stuff you need to talk about Ross with an interdimensional <laughs> creature but the idea of like the the parent brain going like no matter what is going like the world could be on fire but you have to maintain your shit in front of your kid I felt was a really real tangent throughout this entire film even when it was like clearly fucking Bob is fucked up past this point like there's no, there's no going back from this well yeah and i mean sam neil at one point his first reaction is like i don't want to see bob anymore i'm not going to see him now like that's yes. like yeah that, then, dude, that restaurant kid. scene is brutal so yeah basically like he comes back home after getting paid for this big gig and his wife and son are gone so like now he realizes that like there's something else going amiss okay so the how he finds out about Heinrich. Oh, sweet, sweet Heinrich. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, he is going through all of his books in their home library, which I made a note in full fucking caps. Did any else, did any of you guys notice the fucking labels? Like, they're all labeled like in a library. As in like, they stole a bunch of library yeah. books oh, and have, like kept what- them home. Like the 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 tags like they, that would like be part of the Dewey Decimal yeah, System Dewey thing. Decimal. Yeah. Yes, 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 I did all of them. That. So these are not they're not personal books. They just kept on periodically stealing from a German library yeah, right. to fill their own house. And did Sam Neil blame the books on his wife turning on him? It looked like he saw the books and he was like, "Oh, so this is how you manipulate her no, with all okay, your books." So and I, I was think like, the huh, okay, so okay. the Hein the Heinrich yeah. postcard is, is found in a book. But I think it's in a book of like tantric sex or something. So he just realizes like from Jump Street, he's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, the so whole book is... was a, that was a sex library. It was a library, but it was a sex library. Sex library. <laughs> With the Dewey Dickey system. That's what it is. So yeah. So he saw the Dewey Dickey system. He was like, this is it. This is how you get my life. This is going to tell me you're going to bring maybe... sex library. What the fuck? I call that band name. Sex Library? Sex Librarian. <laughs> sex Librarian. <laughs> you leave me for a sex librarian? Oh, my God. Fuck yeah, you. I, so, um, yeah, like, the restaurant scene is amazing because, yeah, like, Mark is now has wants nothing to do with Bob because he's like, the kid's going to be fucked up. I can't be just a weekend dad. It's all or nothing. Uh, and I do like the fact how they are shot. There's so much division in this 
film that even the representation of them trying to be civil with each other they can't even sit together they have to sit at completely Mm. different angles facing outward um which is just a super powerful i mean especially the fact that like you're dealing with like the i don't know like i guess at the time too is like you're dealing with the berlin wall so like you're dealing with division and separation and then the like physical separation of city the metaphysical separation of these two people and then more metaphysical stuff of the separation of your mind and soul at, a certain yeah. point at the end of this movie. Um, yeah, no, dude, fucking hit the rampage was nuts. It reminded me of like if I know this is not a factual thing by any standpoint. Do you remember the uh, the courtroom scene in Ghostbusters Two where all the chairs keep on flying? Like all yeah. I pictured oh, yeah. was like a Sam Neill in a green suit just doing that in the movie. Like it's just he's like that level of fucking chair flipping is going on in it. Oh, this is a restaurant hey. in the middle of the day. Hates those chairs. Fucking <laughs> hates those chairs. Oh my god, dude! I, and then, he is a very emotional man, and he does like all the wrong things you would do in like these situations. Oh, and again, it's like coming back to that. It's like the feelings that you would feel in this situation, but you know, you can't like just start throwing chairs. You can't, I, right. I should say you can't, you know, manipulate someone and be like, totally. this is what I'm going to do. If you don't get back together with me, he's doing all like the worst things. So I was like in the beginning of it, I'm like starting to feel for her and being like, well, shit. Yes. <laughs> like, there, I mean, there are I, some really heavy. He isn't still good or right. Even though she is, I guess, possessed for what he does yeah. like but well and i mean he's acting like a man possessed if you ask me yeah, yeah. and that's like that's yeah that, that is, is happening in two completely different aspects like there's a physical possession that's going on and then like a psychological possession over someone else and i think that having both of these high locomotive trains at the same time it's just it, it, it's just very interesting to watch like huge right and i guess i don't know if like his level of normal so to know that this is like out of character for him to be so upset or yelly i guess i just didn't totally no right but that's a really good right. point we don't is that know we don't the character have... at all is exactly. just introduced at this level right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have no pretense of what he was like before the marriage or like during, you know, Bob growing up and stuff like that. But you make a really good point, uh, Brian. Like he I feel like he's like the physical manifestation of every greedy thought you've ever had in a breakup. And he's actually doing all of the thi- like all of those weird primal urges mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you have during really messy breakups. He's like he's got that shopping list and he's fucking hitting every single mm-hmm. one of them where he's like, all right, you want to see fucking crazy? How about I just lock myself in a goddamn hotel for three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> that one was nuts. Oh, yeah. You cut yourself in the on the neck. I'm just going to go ahead and just like kind of do that to Heck. my arm as well. A few Start times. It, so I'll well. do three of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Times. Three. Yeah. Um, she didn't yeah, even dude, care. She just walked behind him when he was doing yeah. that too. Like she just, just kind of shut off. Like, eh. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Which is just fucking nuts. Um I let do okay, like is not a good choice terminology for this. Um <laughs> it's brutal that he leaves, goes and has a bender in a hotel for three weeks. He gets back to his house and oh, his God, wife yeah. had dropped off their son sometime in a three-week span and he's just been there alone in the apartment by himself for an undistinguished amount of time like yeah Mm -hmm. uh that fucked me up like that fucked me up 
a bunch because like he's just sitting there covered in jelly and like he's just a little ass kid and then like oh no oh, god mm. what's the friend's name mart is it margie Mar- yeah, uh, so. Marge. Margit. Marge. Yeah. It's Margit? Like, Did you just yo, say Mar- Margit? <laughs> Margit. M-A-R-G-I-T is in the is in the IMDB. Margit. So I'm gonna go with Margit. I'm sticking. Okay. Margit, I'm sticking to it. Um no, but even she's like slaps him on the ass and goes like, oh, it's okay, your mom's just a little weird right now. You can just go back in the apartment. It's fine. I'll just you know, you'll be brave. And well, then, she's like, got her own things going on. What is her fucking deal? Oh, you mean undistinguished leg wound and then like weird torso hugging in the middle of the night? Yeah, I got some issues with fucking Marge. Margit. <laughs> Margit. Margit. I feel like there's got to be some weird like uh, different bizarre world instead of damn it, Janet. It's got to be something. Damn it, Margit. <laughs> damn it, Margit. Darn it, Margit. <laughs> Darn it, Margit. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, like, I mean, at this point, like, you're kind of just like, oh, my God, like, what a piece of shit. Like, she's now left her husband for this other dude and has now just abandoned their kid in here because he said he didn't want to have anything to do with him. He's like, well, I'll show you. I'll just leave him here. Um, she shows back up uh, and then gets naked for no reason and then leaves again. Um, but at this point... Um, Fucking Sam Neill is doing like like he's in a rocking chair back and forth. He's doing like a fucking like Norman Bates level Very of unsettling. high intensity, and um, some good rocking. You don't know if he's fucking nuts. I mean, spoiler alert: he's completely psychotic through this entire movie. Um, or is there something strange? Because like at this point, there's like little nods of like something strange going on with Anna, but you don't like it's all for the perspective of Mark. So it's like. And he's just shit crazy at this point. So you're like, right. Is she just, is she leaving? Cause there's like, mm, I don't, mm-mm, I don't know about that. I, mm. cause it's like, she leaves in the note and then she gets called, but it's not Heinrich. It's some other weird fucking voice, which they don't really explain, which I thought was really interesting. We also have to talk about doppelgangers because there's a few doppelgangers in this movie. There's one that comes a lot later, but there's one that comes earlier and that's Bob's teacher, which is yeah. just, if I'm not mistaken, that's just Anna with contact lenses and awake. Yeah, with green contacts. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, that- I don't know if like the – I was thinking before they even get to the creature, I was thinking maybe the director was so obsessed with his wife in real life going through this affair that he was seeing her everywhere. So everywhere he went, maybe he was just seeing her as the teacher. Maybe it wasn't the teacher in his real mm-hmm. life, but maybe he mm-hmm. was just obsessed totally. with his wife. Because I think there's a point where he was like, I don't even care if you're having the affair. Let's just try to see if we could still work a relationship out. Totally. And I think maybe he was just seeing her. And I think other movies have done that before. Um, Vertigo kind of has a thing like that. I think mm-hmm. there's a scene where she's playing two characters. But it was just Isabella Johnny with green tech contact lenses, which is crazy. <laughs> which is, yeah. <laughs> and it's weird because you kind of do this like double take. And then you're not sure because of how Mark has been acting psychotic that you don't know if it's like a stylistic choice that like, is is this woman looking exactly like his wife or is this like in his head and now he has to act weird around her because it's just all in his fucking head which is so yeah that choice and they never cleared that up either they never even said they never showed like another person playing the teacher they're just like no that's what she looks like that's just totally and by like the final wraparound like you've got doppelgangers kind of trying to get to get it's very fucking weird it's like the replacements of the replacements replace each other yeah oh guys we get to heinrich 
my favorite character in this entire I movie. I figured he'd be your favorite, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Can we talk about the most touchy-feely German I've ever seen on film? Including pornos. This is this is, this is the weirdest touching dude. This guy lives with his mom. He's making chamomile tea. He is just talking about just fucking his libido. Um, and also, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that there was something called ballet karate because he fucking does that shit and beats the fuck out of fucking Sam Neill. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. holy! I was not prepared for the level of just the shit getting kicked out of Mark. <laughs> while, while he has a silk a silk shirt and it's buttoned down to his navel. Yes, while his mom's oh, yes. in the other room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His mom doesn't. His mom. Uh, I even says, you know, her son comes first and doesn't care about anything else. But yeah, he is a uh, funny, fun character. He. Um. I lost a thought. No. Well, you know, you do when you're talking about Heinrich because it's one of the most. I mean, like, I take my breath away. This man is. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Besieged by heart, like this. This guy is the epitome of what you would not want your wife banging. Like, this is the funniest thing to me, where it's like, if you have, like, if you're sitting there... He showed up and it was this fucking guy? Yeah. Like, I think think that's why... I I think that's why I enjoy this character so much, because you're sitting there going like, she's fucking this guy? Oh my god! Like, Uh, no. Like, Really? holy and shit yeah and he's the... just so whatever about it all and like yeah because sam neil's like doing the freaking out like how long have you been doing this were you doing were you fucking her while blah 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 and he's just like well yes of course we were and it was great and oh. love and why are you so upset we can all just love were each you... other like did you did that's, you that's have, a good Heinrich. Did you have any marital dysfunction uh, around uh, June to uh, <laughs> July of this year? I don't know why you're talking about. It's the it's the moment where Anne and I were harmonized ultimately in our sexual orgasms. It's just like what? <laughs> come Dude, on, come man. on! Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here! Like, stop that it! That was good. That was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just like so. You know, during this time, we were. Humming. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, stop it. Get the fuck out of here. So uh, now that he's got that in the back of his craw, mm-hmm. this next meltdown scene is like super unnerving and weird because this is the brilliance of their acting and the cinematography having this fantastic baby because this is the one where they're arguing but they're tr- they're panning around each other the entire time like they're tracking the actors while arguing mm-hmm. and then it's like the weird slap fest that fucking happens and then she does that weird Ugh. like weird grin. slap fest he beats her by slapping her <laughs> a bunch by slapping her <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. th- she slaps him first and then like then he says, do it again. Well, and then he slaps her like 20 times. Oh my God, totally. And then yeah. she has this maniacal look on her face. And then he just slaps the ever-loving shit out of this woman. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't, but what's great, doesn't end there. Is that like, you think when this scene ends, when, when Mark has just like, she's bleeding from the mouth. This is a very unsettling scene. Because it mm-hmm. goes from this like back and forth to just like, you're just watching this guy just beat his wife. Then she bolts out. And he chases after her, and we get this, like, found footage shaky cam scene 
of like the trekking th- down this apartment after her that mm-hmm. leads uh, out into the street. I thought that entire segment was amazing because it went from like tight and anxiety ridden to like manic. Like it was like the fucking like the the, the cinematography was having a meltdown in the scene. So it was sure. like it was shaky and fucking <laughs> weird. And it was like, oh, my God, I feel terrible for everyone involved. And I know it's fiction, but it still fucked me up. Yeah, dude, like that entire thing. And then just ends. I think when she gets possessed, and those eyes light up and then she just like walks off like biz cash. I think yeah. that's when you realize like, OK, so like there's there's something like psychologically going on or there's something like really nefariously cosmic going on here. You know what I mean? Like that's the first thing. I was thinking like, there was, as you see like other parts, I know you're going play by play. I don't want to give too much away if, if anybody's follow, following on with like, Oh, it's as fine. Do, yeah. Yeah. But It'll like happen. there's a scene where, um, when it gets to the creature scene in like the middle of the second act where you see her actually just become possessed. Like it's yes. like, it's not that they're hinting at possession. You obviously know these people are, are fucking bananas, but I thought the affair and them being around each other were like, they were, like they did love each other, but now they're polar opposites. They're pulling from each other. But every time they get close to each other, it's like dynamite's going off. Yes. And it goes to the chairs. They were smashing each other. Cars start flipping over and shit like that. And like <laughs> yes. stuff like yes. physics don't physics don't make sense. So I think there was a truck that that fell over when they right yeah. after that fight yes. that they just had that you described. And I'm thinking there this is their possession and their love at the same time is like everything that comes in contact with them is like explosive and the world around them is not making sense. And the director was just trying to like, well, it's I, like, almost, it's almost like it's toxic. Like it's like to the point where it's affecting the actual atmosphere around them. And like, I think that's just such a fucking weird and interesting, like style choice. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah. it's affecting the uh, environment too, which is, and yeah. And, and I, I can't wait to hear all three of your opinions on what you think about the end of the movie. Cause I've seen this and I watched it last night. I've seen this movie maybe seven, eight times. And I still know what the hell the ending means. I've read about it. And I'm like, sure, sure. That makes sense. Sure. It's just yeah. one of the ones where I'm kind of like, okay, sure. If that's what the movie's about. Yeah. Well then I was, I was going to get into what it, okay. So the birth, I guess, of this creature, because the first time that we see a creature, so I don't know what it looked like on your screens. It was super dark and hard, not necessarily hard to see, but it was dark yeah. on mine, but it just looked like this like gory blob in the bathroom thing, right? Pulsating that was the first time like we saw it. egg yeah. sack. Yes. So this okay. is yeah. that's the yeah. scene mm-hmm. with the trailing of the PI. Before the first kill. So my question is, what came before the pulsating blob sack thing? Like, how did that get birthed? And so it's in dialogue and it's the subway. I believe it's it came the, from- she's referring to the subway scene. When all of the goo starts coming out, she says that she miscarried. But okay. that miscarry is something that she harbored with her, which I think materialized into the uh, creature that you see in the film. Right. And I kind of got like her her contempt that she had for Sam Nell, where she's like, I despise you or I hate you. I can't remember what she said. She used some sort mm-hmm. of uh, run, run a dialogue when they were in the kitchen. I think it was right before she started cutting herself when she was doing the cutting the meat and she <laughs> she put the mm-hmm. knife to her neck. Yes. She said yes. that she despised him, I think. And then they go and describe later on in post about what happened in the subway. So I don't know if she had carried it with her, if her contempt or hatred birthed this thing. And that we saw in the subway was okay. a miscarriage. And one of them actually formed into a physical creature and became the thing that she was loving. She loved the affair so much. The affair was 
Uh, maybe this was all a metaphor for what the affair was. This disgusting, like she loved the affair so much and all the chaos that it caused, even that over Samuel's emotions. But that also doesn't make sense at the same time. He's just he's just going for the sake of art and going further and further into it. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm on board. I'm already on board for the ride. Just <laughs> totally. to watch now. You know, it's yeah. weird. Is that I? Okay, so and again, because they don't really explain it, uh, you could probably take it many tangents. I feel it that because of Hein Heinrich was also a drug pusher and also was like trying to like you want to experience gold for like seventeen hours, just get high with me and bang. And I feel like she accidentally opened some weird metaphysical portal with this dude and birthed something on the other side through like hallucinogens mm. and like weird tantric sex and a bunch of other stuff where she actually that's cool she knocked on like that's a, a really cool door and was like oh oh really yes oh yes I'll, I'll give you i'll beseech you one of my offspring i think yeah i think whatever the creature is is some sort of creature and it had to be maybe a susceptible mind my question was going to be also um shit, i keep losing what i'm thinking about here because it's just so freaking wild with so many weird. different ways that we could go into tangents about this thing when oh i remember when does the subway scene happen in it's the actually timeline? towards the latter okay so it's it's in later in the movie but this happens before i think it happens before all of this happens before like, Sam Neil thing, comes yeah. back, right? I believe so. Yes. It, it, I mean, timeline, yeah, because he she explains to him everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So where we're at, like, so basically, Mark now hires a PI to track her because now he realizes that he's not. St he has a suspicion that she, uh, she's not staying at Heimrich's place. So now there's an X factor in here of like, where is she going? Mm -hmm. uh, which um, you kind of realize Indeed. how unhinged she is. Yeah, as like you said, uh, the she uh, tries cutting her own fucking head off with a Rocky Horror Picture Show ham cutter, uh, and that is, uh, dude, that entire scene was fucking insane. I also was super confused at that point because, like, you don't know if this possession has like an aura to it, but like, this is also the scene where he's ha she hacks into her neck. He helps her out, mm -hmm. and then he goes back in and just starts like, like, like he's working mm -hmm. in Publix, just fucking slicing yeah. his fucking arm. <laughs> and how about when she comes out of the bathroom after he like bandages her neck and puts that thing around her? She almost looks like a nun when she comes out. Yes, and the way the lighting is on her face, like her hair is up, mm -hmm. like she's not crazy with the, when she's drooling in other scenes, and her hair is in her face. All of a sudden, her hair is up, and she has like the white bandage around her neck. And he fixed her. It's like another person just walked into the oh, scene. Oh, totally. And then so then he turns around and he starts sawing his. <laughs> his arm with the same saw <laughs> no but something no the, it doesn't the, hurt the, <laughs> and i know you guys watch it for the first time so your eyes are it's cool to hear your perspective of it but just you guys talking about it the audience sees and you didn't know the monster was coming up you see the relationship between isabella johnny's character and heinrich and you're like oh that's the affair but yeah. then there's another triangle when they're like, no, that's not the affair. The affair is mm -hmm. the monster. And Heinrich's like, oh, wait, there is somebody else. And I'm not the somebody else. There's the monster as well. So I don't know if maybe what you brought up with like the drugs and her and the affair and the um and the possession and everything like that. Heinrich could have been like maybe the gateway. That was the connecting yes. point. But then yes. it just went to the next level, possibly. I don't know if that's what was the director's trying to do to say, oh, yeah, I want the audience to just follow this crazy German guy. But I'm just going to throw a Lovecraftian creature in on the next level. It reminded me of, um, in a minimal way, it reminded me of the 
uh, was it like the Antichrist segment in, I think it was VHS 2, where it was like the uh, couple, there was a married couple, and then she cheated on him with someone, like the cameraman, and that spawned because of the infidelity created this creature. I that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So like, I think yeah, th- yeah. like this, at least a, a working theory I had while this movie was going on is that this thing is the physical manifestation of all of these really greedy, greasy thoughts and feelings and sex and all these things like into a, like a goo monster, basically. Like, yeah. At least when you first, first start seeing it and you see it because this goddamn PI, I ha- okay. All of oh, this. Oh my God. Next the fucking PI is, is fucking. Oh my God. That is all caps. All fucking caps. The most entire... ridiculous scene I've seen Ooh. of somebody trying to follow someone. I was like, <laughs> she knows so, the whole time this guy's right behind her, right? Like, absolutely. Like, like, you cannot. Because there's not no one else on the street. He, okay. <laughs> he, yeah, he the, chases off, her and then tries to act like, oh, bu- 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 nothing. I went up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up the stairs and he pretends to be running up, like he's tiptoeing oh and to go further Dude, away. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay, so I, I thought, like, I knew things were going to go a little sideways when the bum just steals a banana from Anna. Oh, that was Sunday, fun. Which <laughs> I was just like, okay, we're in for a fucking ride here. Okay, it's like, this is, that's the fuck, that's the appetizer. But yeah, like, the, he's running after, like, there's scenes where he's actively running They're behind full on running, in an yes. empty street. She's running away. And, he's and there's running, nobody and like, else what? around. He's probably about like, 10 feet, far. yeah, <laughs> behind and her. Then, like, like, yeah. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? And then, like, obviously she sees who he is, and then he runs up the stairs, comes back down, and he, call, and he, um, he goes into the apartment. <laughs> and, like, dude, all right, so Curiosity definitely kills this cat because he goes in with some, like, bullshit broken window complaint to search the apartment. Um <laughs> And window inspector in there, <laughs> like, window inspector yeah. here please don't come in and i like how she's like please don't windows. come in we're fine here he goes i have to he goes if you want to and then just kind of like come on in check it out um and we yeah as brian was talking about um we get our first uh look at the alien and or creature or metaphysical monstrosity of the cosmos god um god <laughs> oh you mean god in a bathroom dirtier than the bathroom in train spotting, um, <laughs> we get a pulsating meat sack um, yeah. that's just stuck. I think it's supposed to be in the shower. Like, again, super dark scene in this. Yeah. Oh, BT dubs, like, putting a pin in it. Um, we found the uh, this version of the film on through reddit and it was through like i think like archive i think it was an archive site archive.org or yeah, something yeah. around those it's not an archive okay, for free. so what i didn't know is that when i went further back in is that this is the two hour unedited cut yeah. of this film so this isn't even the theatrical release this is like the mamma jam i was like this movie's fucking long <laughs> i guess I'm, I'm thrilled you guys had that and it's my fault because uh, i told sam and I knew you guys would be smart to figure out that it was Possession 1981, that I wasn't talking about one of the other Possession movies. But yeah. I forgot to, I forgot to tell him that there were different versions of it because I originally saw the VHS to DVD US cut version. And then I okay. went to a horror convention and had a VHS to DVD Korean version, hmm. which has an extra scene where I don't know why this got cut out. But when Isabella Johnny has the uh, her character has the uh, the subway abortion yeah. uh, miscarriage thing. 
there's a scene where she holds her hands up and eyeballs open up inside of her hands. Yeah. And I have that version too. And that's not in the version that you saw, oh, which the no. one you watched is the same one I just watched. And because so, I just got it on Blu-ray recently. It's bizarre. Dude, it's so amazing when and this is only applicable to a certain amount of decades in cinema that there's like fucking 15 versions of the movies. Cause like, there's like a cable cut. There's like the Korean version. There's like the U S version. There's the director's cut. There's, it's just amazing that there's so many different versions of this movie that like add and subtract scenes and stuff like that. It's just so, yeah, that's just insane. Oh, we get our first death. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, we get a fucking broken, bottle to the throat and a um, couple times yeah couple times dude the force angle of the fucking jabbing um dude makes the the arterial spray and all that stuff come dude it looked great that was so good oh yeah the blood looked fantastic for 1981 oh my god i was like i was actually taken aback like i knew like i knew there was going to be some like body horror monster puppetry and all that kind of stuff i was not prepared for the accuracy of the blood and how good the actual kill scenes are in this fucking movie yeah yeah i mean the weird meat sacks and all that kind of shit looks disgusting but it looks really good yeah Um, like everything about like what's on screen is all very well done in what it's doing and to think about this like in 1981 also american werewolf from london came out and we all know how great that was when Academy Award and, and um, what's his name? What was the guy? The effects guy? Was it, oh, Rick Baker. Was it, yes, it was Baker who did that. I think in the behind the scenes, he said, I think they focused too much on the werewolf at a point, not when not in the transformation scene, but I think when um, David Naughton's character had already transformed into the wolf and the camera pans mm-hmm. across him. He's like, at this point, the way special effects were, he goes, I thought it was looking too fake as the camera was on him for too long. Possession does the opposite. Like you're looking right at the fucking creature and it looks so good as this yes. tentacle thing. And you get to pull off more of the tentacle creature than you can with a wolf. But for oh, 1981, absolutely. it was fantastic. That was fantastic. Oh. As a flesh thing. It's oh, just it looks like great today. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was a yeah, it disgusting holds up. Like, tentacle all creature. Effects. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my favorite meat, meat sack creature movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the top tiers of them. Yeah. Top tier of it. Uh, okay. So uh, quick nod. Uh, there is a fantastic line. Uh, for me, God is a disease. Great line that Sam Neill plays. He says this after shit hammered drunk Heinrich uh, shows up to his place dressed like German Scarface. Like his- <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, dude, this guy breaks so many records. In the fact that, like, I've never seen an existential monologue done while spinning continuously <laughs> in a circle with his arms up in the air, just talking, just not, not giving a shit, just like, I just, it's just, I'm just spiraling out of control. I just don't understand why she don't love me anymore, please. And just, why like, going you, up and down stairs, like. Do you think the emotions that were involved in, in, um. Isabella Johnny's character and each each male figure that was attached to her when she was having this connection with the creature was making them turn into this emotional mess where they were just exploding with, with twirling arms and having dialogue because there were scenes in the beginning where they were bad, like their emotions were bad, but they weren't twirling and flapping their arms like they were like they were possessed like people were getting more possessed as the film was going on by the time you got oh, to Heinrich yeah. twirling where he's like rolling against the wall. <laughs> Just writhing, just writhing in a hallway for no fucking reason. But I don't know if the director was like, 
well, this is so much anguish. Like I want people to just spiral out of control by the, by the time you get to the middle of the film, like everybody's going to be flapping their arms and jumping off of stuff. And this is no knock against Heinrich, but I, I kind of have that feeling where it's like, Hey, how, like just amplify how you would feel in distress. And if this, and if this fucking actor fucking, um, well, Oh, sorry. Heinz Bennett. Um, if Heinz Bennett actually reacts to bad news by putting his arms up in the air and spinning in a circle as fast as humanly possible, I want to live with this man. Like, I want to hang out with him. Like, I want to see what the discussion is where, like, his cable box doesn't work. Uh, so you think this was an actor's calls. choice? You think he I came think in an there and choice. was like... I think... <laughs> but everyone else is acting yeah, crazy like in the Jeff movie. Jeff Goldblum. He's always just going to be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Uh-huh. Heinz, Heinz is going to be Heinz. Gonna Heinz Bennett. Like, you can see his other movies. He does this. He's known for this. All the time. Just his arms up. Uh Have you guys ever seen anybody act like this in any other film? Like, this film has been around for 40 years, and nobody's ever acted like this. It's weird to me that nobody, like, Sam Neill never responds to him, like, what's the fucking deal with this guy? Like, he never sort of looks (laughs) around and is like, is anybody else fucking getting a load of this? Like, yeah, got, like, well, dude, while this is going on, you've got. But if it's just a broken psychosis wife, and this is teacher. how he sees him or whatever. Yeah, totally. Dude. Right. And like, but like, you're 100%. Like, nobody really questions anything because while this is going on, uh, Bob's teacher is helping him out in the bath or something like that and like hanging out with him. That entire fucking thing of the teacher showing up, the kind of banging. And then Bob randomly now has night terrors. Like they bring it up once and now he just has night terrors. And like, I got so fucking confused by that. Cause it came out of nowhere. At least I could be wrong on that, but I was just like, where the fuck did these night? He goes, you know, sometimes he has night terrors and you're like, Oh weird. That's an interesting thing. And then 30 seconds later, there's just a scene of him, like just screaming profusely. Gentlemen, this is the part where um, I feel really bad now because uh, the dead detective is the gay lover of the owner of the private detective firm. And yeah, how fun is that? I, <laughs> I, did, I was just like, oh, but like it was like that was that was fucking thrown in there to like yeah. just make him mad. Like not not like just to make you more sad. Like it was like, I know he's dead. But he's also my lover. I Everything's the you. worst. Like, yeah. Your mic cut out. You're Are right. you talking about I just Did realized. He? Yeah, I was talking. I just realized my mic wasn't turned <laughs> on. So that was fun the oh. whole time. <laughs> That's fine. I yeah, no, I, I was agreeing with that. Like, it's like, I don't. It didn't seem necessary. It was just thrown in. I mean, it's like, I wasn't totally. opposed to it happening. It was just like, okay, let's just like, it's like everything is the worst in this movie. Yes. When this, this was like so sad. Comes around, it's all you terrible. Know he's dead. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's dead. So it's just like, okay, so we have this giant open wound. We're just, Oh wait. Okay. We're just going to put pack lime and salt into it by saying like, they're not just business associates. This is, this is his husband. He's missing his husband and he doesn't want to go to the fucking police yet. So, uh, of course, he goes there to fucking interrogate the wife, and then, uh uh-oh, lollipop, there is a squid flesh pod person in the goddamn bed. We are, this is the first time we are seeing this thing, and, um, what, 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 like, so, what, 
when I saw this thing, I was like, okay, so we're definitely into some weird shit. Because the first time I saw <laughs> the, the weird sack thing, I was like, it's so dark. Okay, maybe it's just like a weird, old, disgusting, decomposing body, and it's not really like... Yeah, that weird mm. yet. The first time I saw the sack thing, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a horror movie." <laughs> I was like, "It's a it's horror movie," but then here. now you realize at this point, I forgot because I already knew this. But when you were first watching this, and it's fresh in your mind, you got that there was this almost Hellraiser type thing going on. Yeah. Even though Hellraiser had, Hellraiser hadn't been around for years now at this point, that yeah. that she was harboring this tentacle creature and protecting it, and then I don't think the mind did your mind connect like. Is she having an affair with this yet, or did you guys get there yet in your brain? I well, it was on the bed, so I was like, okay, okay, so okay. Like she's fucking this thing. I don't know why that you was went. The first okay, you went there quickly. All right. Oh, absolutely, because he's got this like open, fucking like giant JJ open glowing chest cavity thing, and he's yeah. got the flippy floppy feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and he was, it, t- and she said he was tired. Uh, like yes. you mentioned that. Yeah, that was it. It was like you knew <laughs> what the next line was going to be. She's like. Mm. He's just tuckered out. And you're like, oh, because you <laughs> fucked him. He goes, and he, <laughs> it was like, because I just made sweet, passionate love. I was like, fucking called it. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. I, and and how, what was this? This is probably like 45 minutes into the two hour movie that they, they re, do the reveal that the, the tentacle. Probably something like that. Yeah. 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 So this is like, and you kind of get this. Oh my God. Like now that you know that there's something else going on, it kind of makes a lot of like it. This is like the first dom, not first domino, but it makes the other dominoes fall into place where you're like, okay, now this isn't just a bunch of psychotic people. Like there's an actual entity here that's like affecting what's going on. Um, And we do get kill number two. And kill number two is being <laughs> beaten to death with a milk bottle and then yeah. shot multiple times mm-hmm. with the perfected slow-mo slide down the wall oh, and so then good. slump over. <laughs> I It was so good. It was, oh my God. It, I think so she good. first hit him, like she came at him so hard that she was hitting him with a scarf and she was slapping him with a scarf with and the milk scarf. bottle. It was scarf, 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 yes. milk bottle, yeah. milk bottle. Shoot, <laughs> yeah. shoot, shoot. It was... Strip. Even, even murdering someone, she acts like a dom. Where she's like, pleasure, pleasure, pain, pleasure, pleasure, pain. But there was a part where she, she it was before the subway scene. And I know, and God, I wish I was with you guys when you watched it. It was so bad just to see your fucking faces when you saw the subway scene. But here she turns into this, like, she's like, <laughs> like, she's like really starts doing yes. the animalistic demon stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit. Like oh, that yeah, was, dude, that, she's that, making that noises jump. from like earnest scared stupid, like the trolls in that thing. Like there was just this like, <laughs> we're like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Oh God. She was so good. God. Yeah. When she was getting, or seemingly like doing the possession and all in the subway stuff, I found that fascinating. And I was like, okay, yes. That, like, but again, it's, it's always more questions. Is this an actual entity? possessing her body causing this to happen or is it like what what is this did this entity come from the physical manifestation of all the emotions that they had yeah there's just so many questions yeah. in this movie and it's all I mean, up yeah, to us yeah. to try to figure it out yeah totally like there's <laughs> yeah. so many different ways to interpret this like at, at a certain point like i even thought that this was like some very weird parallel against addiction and withdrawal because in a lot of sam neill's perspective he's going through withdrawals and anna's character is a junkie 
getting her fix and trying to play off things are completely normal. And that's her version of going back to the household and making food for her kid in the auspice of like, she's like, it was weird because like, she's, she's, she almost is high as fuck when she's around this thing in ecstasy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you almost feel like this thing is like bipartisanly just like drugging her. And then that's what she's getting off on. And then like, she kind of tries getting back to her family and then gets withdrawals and then goes right back. To, I don't know. It's like there's so many fucking. Yeah, weird. it's almost like she wanders out of it a little bit and goes into almost a just the routine. But it's like when she goes back to the house and she's like, "I'm packing Bob's things or whatever," and there's just shit all over the house and there's no yes like the method house is to right. that madness, and, dude. Yeah. And before that, and I this one I'm just gonna tell. Okay, who did anyone else feel fucking like horribly weird when he get when he got that fucking video of Heimrich fucking videotaping a girl's ballet class and then the and then fucking Anna just holding the girl and like making her scream and a bunch like I felt so yeah yeah super uncomfortable watching yeah. that entire thing because not only was it anna doing it which was fucked up but then you realize that horny heimrich is around a bunch of underage girls videotaping them yeah and like zooming in on this girl's face i was like why is this in here this is so this fucking is off-putting entire movie made me really uncomfortable like the whole time I pretty much had yeah. anxiety and wasn't like really enjoying myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sam. It's uh it was it's really well made, but uh fuck. Yeah. I was like yeah. God. I mean wait, I had to start looking at my phone like at one point because I like couldn't only <laughs> couldn't handle it. You're movie. like, all right, I need I need eye bleach. Like help me. There is there was a scene in that with the videotape where she looks into the into the camera and she did it another time when she tells Sam Nell when she's like goes when they're sitting on the couch together and she's screaming and then she goes and says when I was in the subway and she explains that whole scene about the, yes. about the miscarriage yeah. she had mm-hmm. but that's another time when she looks right in the camera and it's it works for her character to do it because she was aware the actress was aware Johnny was aware that she when she was doing it she was looking into the camera but that really fucks with you as the audience member it's kind of like what Anthony Hopkins did in Silence of the Lambs. It was like looking right into the box. Yes. And you're so, and you're so fucking scared at that point. But she did it in the scene with the videotape where she turns and she's looking. I'm like, she's looking at Sam no. now, but she's Hold also looking at the audience. Mm-hmm. She's looking at yeah. the audience too. I'm like, I'm fucking scared mm-hmm. right now. This is really bizarre. Like, I think I she's aware this. of the camera. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like, you're knocking on the fourth wall and I don't want to, yeah. you're, not, yeah. you're, not allowed, you're not allowed in. I'm using yeah. vampire rules. You're uninvited. <laughs> like I wonder if people. I, the I mean, out of my fourth wall. And apparently at, at the cons festival, they like love the film. And I guess it got pulled because the video nasties thing was going around at the time. But I could imagine people were hiding behind their fucking chairs when they were watching this. They were probably they probably in the audience like this. <laughs> yeah, oh, just like lose. Dude, because you don't, don't know, know what to like. You don't know what to expect. <laughs> like this was one that I watched on my commute and such so Ooh, i know no penises in this one good for you yeah yeah well i know yeah, dick was, ribbons still some awkward enough no shit ribbons. to be watching but like That's <laughs> 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 it was so yeah so i know i don't i don't want to say speed things along but this movie like 
we're at the point now where it's like i feel we've seen so much weird shit in this movie that yeah it kind of puts you on edge because i'm like i don't know what to expect out of this and i don't know no. where we're taking it because then we do see we get to the, the evolution of this creature so, yes yeah, yeah. And the, the the subway scene is like the full what you feel like is the full possession what leads yeah, to like, the creature totally God. and like and and you first think she's having like a mental breakdown or yeah. and like because she's like it's she's not she's losing her shit and then at a certain point it's almost like she's convulsing a little bit mm-hmm. but then more like animalistic and then like the gore cherry on the sunday she's like on her knees and then goo starts forming everywhere we got red goo we got black goo we got green goo that's coming out from underneath like they had to specifically have blended 10 different kinds of goo and it's coming out of her ears like the back of her shoulders oh yeah Everywhere, mm-hmm. it's like fucking like a. She looked like a yeah, goddamn goop coming toe out our ears. Where they like start emitting, <laughs> just goddamn goop coming out of her ears. And, and, I, and I know you guys are trying to move along, but her before the cross, like Jesus on the cross, before they're oh, yeah. just staring up at it, and she's like doing this, like, Sam. It was the same thing Sam Neil did when he tried talking to his wife on the phone, which oh, I thought yeah, was man. fucking amazing because yeah, it, it was that weird. Like they both I have this weird, that. like god thing with each other like he's like he looks up to yeah it's so oh it's super again this it's so well acted that it's just like oh fucking just stop please stop god, god damn it. this here's and just as a as a fan of the podcast this is what's great about your podcast which makes it so good like seeing you three fucking guys talk about this film with such passion and you're grossed out but you're laughing and having fun but you hate each other at this and you're like oh, fucking yeah, stop sure. it's so i'm so much sam's like i have so much anxiety and you're like i love the gore and you're like oh man yeah it's <laughs> it's just like it, it's funny because oh, we have you. different perspectives on it yeah thanks but it is you know we have different like i don't know man i think there's i think what's great about how we watch movies is that i think we have different um we have different targets we're trying to shoot at when we're trying to watch these movies and sometimes they coincide, but the best part is when they don't. <laughs> it's just, it's, oh yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and though he's so straight about it, like, yeah, fuck that shit. Another person who says, fuck it is Heimerich because, um, fucking Heimerich rolls in like German Steve Martin and little shop of horrors on a fucking motorcycle and uses his <laughs> charisma and drugs uh, to get at fucking Anna, which is so weird. Like, if you thought that fucking getting cucked by Heimrich couldn't get any worse, this motherfucker shows up Yo. on a fucking Harley <laughs> and is just fucking shoving powdered shit in this woman's face. You're like, well, come on, man. Yeah. Like, come on, Heimrich. Like, what are you doing, dude? Oh, but... Thankfully, there is a fucking mind tube headed meat monster in the corner that has eyes now. And this is like the weird, this is like the nod to eraser head, I think. Like this thing has got some eraser head fucking mm-hmm. body horror vibes on it, hardcore. And uh, like any good fucking weird corner monster, um, it uses its psychic powers to blind Heimrich, and then he just yes, yes. fucking just starts okay. screaming, like running, trying to yeah. high five everything um, until he gets to a fridge full of body parts. Yes. 
which was like the the private like the the pi was in there right part of yeah. them yeah yeah part it of was, them yeah. but, but there's other the people too now like okay so there's two pis at this point um there's shit in the fridge and there's also i believe to be full bodies if not body parts in bags in the hallway too because uh sam neil it's like at this point there's also multiple bodies in here like shit that you haven't seen so you're under the idea that like you saw two people get killed but she's may have been murking a bunch of people in this place for a minute oh sure yeah i mean you gotta i mean that thing is probably pretty hungry and it takes a lot of energy yeah we don't know what the body to like human ratio is to like Stop being like a weird little blobby squid to turn it into your husband. Yeah. But she's obviously How many like saving. You think that takes leftovers. <laughs> like, so what's right. in the the bags? Like, parts. is she throwing... feeding it? I think she's feeding it potty parts. But maybe but it's picky. But why? Why? Snacks. Why are some staying fresh in the fridge? And then you got something, or or is like the stuff in the bags, like the stuff it doesn't want to, yeah. it doesn't like to eat, like ribs or something. See, uh, you know, we need to know, know the body like to monster. You know what logic. I mean? Like if it's processed eggs, you have to put them in the fridge. But if they're not <laughs> processed eggs, like that, you can leave them out for a while. Or like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like some so, mayo, um, some mayo you could leave on the counter, and some mayo stays in the fridge. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, it just yeah. depends on what kind of German human mayo. Uh, right. Is that fridge mayo or counter mayo? There's a desk fridge mayo. I wanted to throw in an old an old mention of your podcast in here. Do you think huh. Mel Mel from Mel's Hole? <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought about this today Check when I was before I, before it came out. Do you think when Mel went to the second hole mm-hmm. and they took the sheep out that was cooked only on the inside and they cut oh, it open the f- the and they baby? saw the tumor and then they oh. cut that open and then there was a seal who had the human eyes. Mel got the idea from looking at the creature in the corner in oh, yeah, possession no, from 1981 because that had eyeballs too. Totally. And you're kind of like maybe the creature, the, same the seal it's the same thing. Same thing. The seal it's creature the hasn't evolved yet because <laughs> yeah. it hasn't been eating and having sex, so it hasn't gone to the next steps. Exactly. And the only reason why it hasn't been <laughs> it hasn't been using the burning ice is because it's been <laughs> fucking and taking naps too long. <laughs> um, do you think what are the chances that Mel saw Possession from 1981, the band film? Like, can he look like Willie Nelson, so he was around for a long time? Like, oh, yeah, like, he seems like the I guy. Would... Yeah, he would have seen yeah. it. Yeah. Hanging he's out. Like, with I saw the motherfucker in the art theater. Yeah. yeah. When, <laughs> when he was, was a, when he got what, what, when they took the teeth out movie. in San Francisco, Mel's teeth were taken out. He was seeing Possession. He was yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I saw a double yeah. feature. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get okay. So I'm gonna put this as like uh, kill number point like five or uh, 0.3 i don't know it's like a half kill because heinrich gets fucking stabbed in the chest armpit area by Anne, uh and then uh fucking 86 is out of there but until mm-hmm. he was able to call which was good um which leads fucking um mark to the apartment and he finds everything like he finds the body parts everywhere yeah. fucking dry heaving um, I do like the fact that he's like, all right, well, time to make the donuts. And he just fucking cuts his losses and decides to blow up the entire apartment. Like that yeah, was right. my favorite. Like, he's like, gotta save my psycho wife. All right, here we fucking do it. And he just starts fucking gassing the entire place up. And then that's maybe where he was the espionage spy. Like maybe that's why it was written into there. Like, like how's he going to yeah. have to blow up the apartment? Oh, why he, he knew spy. how to do yes. all that. BS. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, that that's... makes, see, like 
that was that was the only correlation between his job and what was going on that I actually thought was like, okay, so like he knows how to do this because he's a fucking spy, or at least that's what they tell you for like three seconds in the beginning of the movie. Right. Well, it's more than three seconds. He has his whole like. Well, he has the interview, interview and everything. That's but true. they don't really tell us what's going on. They don't tell us anything. They just, just know. Like, it's no. like, what is this? <laughs> so he runs to a bar, and guess who's there, guys? Well, he tells Heinrich to meet him there. Right. Oh, half dead Heinrich. Yeah. And for good measure, um, he <laughs> for a drugged up lunatic, he makes a lot of really good points in this bathroom. Uh, Heinrich is the most level. I like that he had to be stabbed and seen cosmic horror for him to sound <laughs> normal. Like he's a fucking lunatic, no, like normally. And then he sees like literally shit that should make your eyes bleed. And he's like, all right, cool. Got it. We got to get this game plan. Uh, there's some, there's some, oh man, there's some freaky shit happening in there. Uh, so, uh, fucking Sam Neill's response. Yeah. Fucking, I'm going to clog a toilet with a fucking shoe that I found, gag myself with a feather and then beat a man's skull in with a toilet lid. And then for good measure, he pulls a Dave Chappelle, pulls all of his drugs out and sprinkles it on (laughs) top of it. Don't want to leave any questions. (laughs) I, I gotta say props to the guy who played Heinrich though, because his head was really in that toilet, and then his head was in the toilet for a long time, and it got flushed, and then Sam Nell in one take climbs out over the top <laughs> like of the bathroom, yeah. and I'm like, whoever this head of that is, if it's Heinrich or not, that guy's head's been in there for at least a minute for this scene. That had to be the spy thing makes more sense too for setting all that up and making that happen. It's like this classic <laughs> spy death. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. He, like, he, yeah. He knows exactly. how to make it look like you know. He wasn't there. He overdosed by caving in his own face and then yeah. choking on shit in a shoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds normal. That, sounds, that pans out. That pans yeah, out think, in Germany. The Berlin Wall is like 20 feet away. Weird shit happens. Uh, that is actually, you know what? That's actually pretty fucking true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at this point, um, if uh, you haven't just gone like, what the actual fuck yet, um, this stuff the, from now on goes like fucking super fast. Um, we have him stealing a motorcycle, ripping shit home to find, um, I'll use her real name, not Margaret, Margaret, uh, Margie uh, has her fucking throat slashed, um, Margaret, and (laughs) she comes across fucking Anne and they bone and then they are like, we got to figure out a plan. So go, I'll hide with our sleeping son while you drag this slimy fucking thing out of the apartment. <sighs> okay, also, who has a... Okay, I realized that this is for dry cleaning after watching it the second time, but the first time I watched this, I literally thought that Mark had just a random body bag in his apartment for no fucking reason that he stashes fucking Margaret's fucking body mm-hmm. in. That clear plastic thing. I was like, mm, yeah. does he have a fucking like, body bag? What's he doing with this body bag? For sure. <laughs> So while they're doing it all like of this, for a gown, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Could, could have been, could have been. Heinrich's mom calls at this point, and uh, it's a fucking nutty phone call. She goes, "I saw my son's dead body, but I was curious on what happened to his soul." And he's <laughs> instead of being like, "You're fucking crazy, lady," Sam Neil's like, "I'll just come to your house and I'll tell you what happened to his soul." Super fucking weird. Like, obviously, everything's super weird in this movie. But, yeah. um, what the, like, dude, dude, so 
Like that entire scene, he's talking about going and he's just turning on and off the fucking light switch the entire time. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting there going like, oh my God, dude, this is like one weird turn away from him wearing like a shit diaper on his head and just fucking talking in tongues at this point. Like, And here's the crazy part about the movie. The movie's two hours long. When he gets the call from the mother, um, Heinrich's mother, there's only like 15 minutes left of the film. Oh, like totally. the first act, the first act and the second act are already over. This is going into the third act of the movie. And there's only like 15 minutes mm-hmm. left. Like they, that whole crazy thing, which you're going to get into. It's like fucking 15 minutes left of the movie. Yeah. It's just, it's, I still don't know what the hell happened in that scene. I would love to hear your, you guys interpretation. <laughs> no, well, it's just, it's like, it I, happens at fucking rapid fire, dude. Like have, don't have one. <laughs> I was totally lost. <laughs> all of this happens, dude, all of this happens so fast. Like before getting to uh, Heimerich's mom's place, he goes to Margie's house, which they're hiding the body in, but he walks in on them. Totally fucking a squid dude. Uh, and like, if I could describe mm-hmm. what she's banging in this house, um, think of like Ursula from the Little Mermaid's horny little freaky brother. Like that is how this creature's set up. <laughs> and it's like all you're seeing is like shoulders and weird stuff. Um <laughs> You know, shoulders and What's weird up with stuff. Weird. It's just tentacles and shoulders, lo- and she just keeps on so repeating good. almost. And I don't know where what almost is about. Maybe you gentlemen can explain that to me. Where she is it almost to an orgasm? Is uh, it almost like the plan's mission, almost done? Mission accomplished. Almost, yeah, or almost as in like almost this is a thing. Like it's almost done turning into whatever the fuck it's going to turn into. Because the weird thing is getting into the whole title of the movie with possession. When she says almost to him multiple times, I was saying at first you're thinking, all right, this is going to be an orgasmic thing. But then you're like, all right, she's saying it so many times and he's having this like almost like a psychic connection with her, whatever the mission is. And we find out that these there's more doppelgangers after this. Yes. Are she creating them like the brood, like these doppelgangers being produced from this? Are they coming from her? Is there like a sped up rate of birth to growth? I, I don't know. I don't know. See, I thought about that with the teacher. Where I was like, right, oh my right. god, is this like a split of her? Because she talks about chance and fate and how like that that weird fucking lunatic monologue that she had. I right, literally right, thought yeah. that she had already divided like a cell once. Right. And like then, the like, dark like had, the dark half. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Totally. And then and then whatever that character was is the teacher now. And then her creation of this god thing is all the positive aspects of her husband without all the negative stuff. I mean, I guess it's still a fucking squid. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's like the dude, best part. That's what I think. The it's the oh my god, the squid guy, squid banging, like literally, yeah. fucking yeah. Calamari is having his day. <laughs> I mean, we're all married, man. If you could just keep the squiddy parts of your wife, come on, yo, yo man. Like, can we just like keep the squid parts? Um, so I'm gonna bring up uh, Heinrich's mom's suicide scene. Um, it's super fucking weird. But the selective lighting in this sequence, amazing. Like, there's a tight fucking circular shot as he's going through her apartment where it's just them lit up just around as it pans through. It was just a beautiful fucking shot. Like, I don't know. That entire sequence there's a lot was of super fucking that, cool. I feel like almost phantasm level. lighting. Yeah. Like, shadow play. Almost phantasm mm-hmm. level of just, like, 
uh, awesomeness on that one. Um, and I just really like the fact that, I mean, again, she's German. She's like, fucking, I'm, I'm done. Like, she kills herself like she just clocked out of a double shift at a 24-hour Denny's. Like, she's fucking over it. Like, she's like, okay, <laughs> well, later. And just fucking lays on her bed and just fucking dies. <laughs> God damn it, guys. All right. Real fast. Uh, we get the entire pyrotechnics budget in one scene. I'm going to do this in order. The cops show up to Margie's place. Sam holds a taxi driver at gunpoint and tells him to ram into the cops. He dives out of the cab before it hits the cars. It hits the the cars. The taxi driver, I believe, says with pleasure or something like that. Yes, yes. He's happy to do it. Yeah. I mean, he's got like a gun to the back of his neck. He's like, yeah, with pleasure. Um so the taxi driver fucking 86, he just runs out of the car and just runs away. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a shootout in the street. Eyepatch mm-hmm. cop gets blasted while Sam or Sam Neal gets a bunch of slugs in his back. Then his wife comes out ripping shit backwards from her car, ramming into the other cop cars, ejecting mm-hmm. Margie's body like yes. a fucking Tex Avery cartoon from the trunk into the street and then all of the fucking cars explode. This entire scene, <laughs> this entire scene is like three minutes. Like this could have easily been like twenty minutes of the movie. You could have gotten one wife beating scene out of this film and extended <laughs> the fucking pyrotechnics chase scene, and like I would have Agree been a happy that. camper. Like it was you know, whole- there's so much was in that that, and there's like five minutes left of the film at this point, and I still don't yeah. know what the hell happened, but. They could have not put that scene in and ended a different way, and I would have been fine with the film. I'd be like, wow, what a film. Totally. But instead, they're like, we're going to blow up a bunch of fucking cars and have a body shoot out of yeah. the trunk. Yes. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was just – and then, like, then like subsequently, directly after that, we get the um, – from screaming to getting creamed – uh, motorcycle fucking scene with Sam with Mark is just insane. Like he's just <laughs> screaming and talking, and then he just fucking like eats shit on his fucking motorcycle. Um, and he slowly but surely limps his way up this ginormous spiral staircase in this building, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we get to see Super the final up. form of the creature, and the creature is just mark with contact lenses uh yeah it's like some soft lighting he looks a little bit angelic (laughs) yes yeah he's like he's like the bad boy version of like david bowie's Starman. like this is just the this is just like the hey guys hey how's it going i'm just happy to be here let's just do this uh and then all of them get shot to death uh every single one of them gets shot to death except for imposter mark who I think gets shot, but just doesn't fucking care. Like he literally. I, or or I, I read something online that he was like an antichrist character. Like he had powers at that point, which that's just somebody reading into it, you know? Well, I figured he did get shot and like, it just didn't affect him or didn't yeah. hurt him. Or... Because, because um, I thought because it didn't Ill- even look like he had any, like uh, whatever they call it, the things that make it look like bullet you're getting holes. shot the explosive because also well, right, I think, Johnny, like, he probably yeah. got hit by bullets but like it either like went through him and nothing really happened like like yeah there, it, it's meant to be like he was involved with all the bullets being sprayed around but sprayed through yeah. he's fine but for he didn't get hit reason. yeah 
And but Isabella Johnny shot herself in the back too, which is so brutal. I was gonna say mm-hmm. the the fucking the mm-hmm. cherry on the shit Sunday that is the the day that uh, Mark and Anna are having at this point is that she pulls out a gun and then shoots herself mid spine yeah. into both of them. That's a choice. Now, I okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, it is. I have a, okay. So the trajectory. I had to pause it and rewind this a few times. The trajectory of the bullet from her mid spine onto Mark shot him in the dick. The dick. Yeah, yeah. I noticed. It's nice. literally the way she's positioned. Nice. Like she blew his nuts off. Like what a fucking. Not there only did some you, dick ripping after. Huh? There's a lot of dick ripping in this fucking movie, like metaphorically and finally physically. Um, finally. Not only did you did you get cucked by an alien. Uh, or an interdimensional beast. Um, your wife fucked Heimrich. And then just to add it, you, the creature that she makes is just you, but better. Which is like the fear of like, I, I, th- I like that it's the embodiment of fear. If like you ever, like, I don't know. It's like you your wife leaves you, right? And you're like, oh my God, my life's over. Then you meet the person she replaces you with. And it's just another version of you. Like it's it's like there wasn't an upgrade. It's just you. You know what I mean? So like I feel Mm -hmm. like that's in and of itself is horrifying. Where you're just like, you replace me with me. Would you rather like that? Where it was like, uh, do you want a clone that's a better version of you? I was like, better one or like some dumber (laughs) one. This is the possession (laughs) (laughs) for that reason. So I do kind of get on the tip that this creature has some kind of powers to uh, manipulate people just in the rapid succession of he goes, he charms the woman in the hall that's watched this entire thing. And by charming her, hands her a gun to shoot the bodies again as he's escaping through the top roof. And then for whatever reason, I had to rewind it. I'm not 100% sure what space mark says but real mark gets up and just dives off of the railing yeah. like he falls yes. off the railing to his own death mm. yes yeah. or like a double death double death yeah like he's like oh i'm dead wait a second i'm dead again it's like wait i don't have a dick i don't want to live anymore i can't remember i can't remember what the what the antichrist mark said i can't remember what it was honestly i rewinded it twice and i couldn't fucking i for the life of me have no idea what the fuck he said but yeah, I'm assuming it was geared towards real Mark. Um, and then as the uh, pinnacle of this uh, end of this film, uh, we get a uh, new space daddy Mark knocking on the doppelganger wife's teacher's door. And this is so fucking nutty that the child Bob <laughs> kills himself in the bathroom. He's like, oh I'm over this. He just marches to the bathroom, goes into the tub, and just lays face down. Like, and then all of a sudden, the fucking apartment turns into an 80s synth goth club and, like, starts, like, fucking pulsating and weird lights go off. And then the credits roll. And that is the end of the fucking movie. Did you think there were bombs going off outside? Yes. That's what I always thought it was. That's yeah, what I thought it was, was like, happening. Uh, yeah. Air raid yeah. sirens. Air raids. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Off. And then okay. doppelganger Sam Neill dry humping the door trying to get in or whatever. <laughs> yes. Slithering and around then, on it. And then mm-hmm. fucking Isabel Johnny green eyeball one is staring again third time into the camera for a long period of time. And it's I say dark, no ma'am. Like, no ma'am. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like if you were to just take still, geez, 
Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, haunting, I really appreciate you guys watching that. <laughs> it was amazing. It was a fucking wild ride, dude. I think that like this is a weird this is a weird movie that like I think it did too good of a job doing some of its things where it's like I would definitely watch this, but it's gonna take a minute for me to like reset myself to really like bask in the glory that is possession again. Like this yeah, is I was not gonna like watch a, it again. I was gonna watch it again tonight after I get off the podcast with you guys because oh, I just got done watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so the kid Double does dipping. he goes and kills himself. Is that that is what you think is happening? No, he, I was well, like, I is this something they're hiding? I mean, why show it if he's just like playing? I don't know. Well, I guess I didn't know why they showed a lot of stuff. So <laughs> Well, I was like, is this something that you would do during like bombs? Like did you always have like a tub full of oh, water? Oh, that's what they teach like... you. They're like, fill up the tub full of water and lay face Yeah, down. yeah, to jump when into you... in case everything blows up around you. Well, you'll be safe. Jumping into a bathtub, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's weird because they have this ongoing thing about him being able to hold his breath and him being obsessed with the bathtub and stuff like that. But the way it's presented, he knows it's not his dad outside. He tells her to not open the door, and then he gets yeah. so panicked that he just walks yeah. upstairs into it and just lays face down, where I'm like, he just gives up. Like, And this isn't like Grandpa from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation, where he just walks out of the film. Like, this is a character that decided to end his own life 30 seconds before. He's like, yeah. nope, done. I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with replacement dad and replacement mom. This is too so, I'm, I'm out. I'm guessing the director at that point, and this is where I was seeing like the kid, because that's so disturbing to watch that with that kid. I'm thinking he's just saying, this is what my wife's affair had done to my marriage and my child. Yes. I'm just taking it as that. I'm not a dad. You two, two, you two are. And mm-hmm. Brian, I don't think you are, right? Brian, you don't have no. any kid. You have a... No. And then I'm like, I'm just assuming he's like, this is the emotional weight of what it had done to our son, which... That guy, actually, or one of the sons, I think there's three. There's three of Zulowski's kids. They have Instagram pages, actually. <laughs> and Because uh, I tried looking up. I think yeah. I looked up the hat. For this podcast, I just took the um, a screen video of a Johnny when she's smiling, when she like wipes her face after Mark was hitting her. Yes. And I just said, I'll be on Shuttle the Pod tomorrow talking about <laughs> possession and uh, some author stuff. So tune in. And then I put that up there. So I'm going through, I'm making up tags. The more tags you put, the more people click on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow I kept following the tags. And then I got to like one of his kids. And I'm like, I wonder if this is like symbolic of like, was that one supposed to be Bob? You know what I mean? Like, was, oh, the, totally. was Zulowski, you, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, this is what happened to my kids through the, God knows. I don't want to, I don't want to be adding no, too but much. Like, it, no, you make a really good point though, because like Bob throughout this entire movie is collateral damage to the psychosis of both, of both Mark and Anna. And like, mm-hmm. at least from a certain viewpoint, both parents at face value try to uh, be normal around their kid until that just fucking bottoms out. You know what I mean? Like they, they go from like, everything's going to be totally fine to like, mommy's putting all of your clothes in the fridge for no reason. Like, <laughs> that was. I don't know, man. It's a, it's wild. It's fucking, yeah, it's super wild. So what did you guys think overall of this movie? How many fingers in the grave? Yeah, let's start with Sam. Let's go ahead. Yeah. So this is a tough one. I don't know how to rate this movie because I recognize it as being a good film, but I didn't enjoy my viewing experience and will not return to it. So mm-hmm. rewatchability, no fingers there. Quotability, I don't think I'm going to be quoting it. Um, 
What else do I have? T-shirt ability? Definitely not. I have a T-shirt for possession in the other room. I was going to wear it, but I got I got big up here. <laughs> Recommendable. And, it's too out, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I could see recommending it to the right person. 0. 0.5. Okay. Oh. There. Uh, does it shuttle? Uh, they don't really shuttle much for me, <laughs> but okay, okay. I guess I'd okay. give it a 0. 0.5 there. But I want to get it higher because I feel it deserves to be a bit higher it's just like not to my taste but again my whole ranking is designed to be to my taste um mm. the cinematography was really good and i just can't rate it as low as some of the other things i've done so let's just get it up to a two and we'll call it two out of five fingers in the grave it's just uh really well made really good hearing the conversation about it made me appreciate it more but i'm still like really not interested in giving it another go round because like i said i kind of had to disengage from it it was like physically bothering me michael you were there when we went to see hardcore henry and i left right i yeah i remember <laughs> we went to see it and it was my you gabe and myself and i remember the motions yeah. got to you like the motions you got you yeah. got like physically physically somehow hit you physically felt sick i started to yeah. physically feel sick like watching this movie <laughs> Wow! So my soul quivered. Was it because yeah. of the camera angles and motion, or was it because of the context of of all like the disturbing subject matter that did it? I think it was all of it. Um, I think a lot of it. I mean, the camera work was gorgeous. A lo I think a lot of it was auditory for me. To be honest, there's a lot of yelling and loud noises and. As beautiful as the camera work was, some of those tight shots, I mean, it's really well done. It's You're supposed to feel that anxiety. Um, and I just felt it hard. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough because it's very well done, very well acted. There's a lot going on with it. It just, uh, for me, is a difficult, difficult watch. I feel and you. it's because I of the style you. of filmmaking, I think, specifically. Mm -hmm. What do you, what about you, Brad guy? So I think, I mean, I agree with what, what a lot of Sam's points there and the uneasiness that it makes you feel, but it is such a beautifully shot film. So there's so much to appreciate about it, but yeah, I don't necessarily see, I guess maybe a need to revisit it. It's not that I wouldn't want to. It's just that I don't think I don't, I, I'd watch it maybe with someone else. I definitely mm. tell someone, you know, that, about this experience <laughs> and it's, it's, it's definitely interesting to have seen and known and know about now and have mm -hmm. watched just for so many reasons it was so <laughs> this is so wild it's an experience <laughs> like, it really it's is it's an experience it exactly because you're just like sitting there and i think a lot of good points that ross kept saying you're like watching people being very good actors doing this thing and it's like this same film same plot same premise all that stuff with lesser actors lesser directing lesser cinematography is ridiculous and then if that mm -hmm. made that film could have been a certified shuttle like that could have been like on some other like if it was B bad, level. Like, yeah like exactly if it was made by uh oh my god what's his name tommy wiseau's possession <laughs> exactly if it was something <laughs> yeah. on that level that's like a t like it could have easily gone that way but there were so many like really beautiful cinematography and factors that go into this that makes it compelling and disturbing which is i think exactly what it's supposed to be um so for those reasons i'll give it a solid three kind of right around the middle-ish sitting definitely if you have interest check it out 
I mean, if you've like gotten yeah, this far in our podcast sure. and listened to everything we talked about, I yeah. think you should definitely see it at this point because it's incredibly interesting. We'll leave it at interesting because there, there's just a lot <laughs> going on. And if you have any, any, I guess, appreciation of of film and like the art behind a lot of film that can be mm-hmm. in there, it it does that. It's 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 interesting to see a very art infused horror film. Yeah. Oh, it's almost totally. like an elevated horror movie of today, like a Ari Aster movie or something. Like, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. No, I would totally agree with that. So three of my fingers chopped off. Ross. Mm, you guys you guys made some really, really good points with all of that. I am going to give this a 3-5. This movie, if you are into body horror is a mu- is a must watch like this is really like the metamorphosis that takes place in this is one of the most interesting in the body horrors subgenre i feel um because this film disguises itself as a few different things with this really grimy subtext of the building of this creature um, and it uses the auspice of relationships and divorce and uh, uh, division. I mean, even by its location, its uh, its characters, how it's acted is fucking manic and anxiety ridden and claustrophobic and weird. And I feel that I do agree with you guys. I think that it's so well done in certain aspects that it's a double edged sword that it worked too well in a few different scenes. And it would be what like okay i really like this i this is gonna be like a maybe annual movie for me or like a you know like this wouldn't be like a oh man i'm really bored i'm gonna go watch possession for the 15th time (laughs) (laughs) it's like i think there's only so many times a year i'd want to shake this bee's nest but it's um it's shot beautifully the acting is fucking insane and um the fact that this movie got made in 81 is like also breathtaking and the yeah, fact that like that... you're using like just I, maybe it's just it's because it's just so ahead of itself is that like it's just it's so good <laughs> it is, it's weird it's weird giving a three five to a movie that i think is just fucking phenomenal but i feel that certain aspects of this job it just it does its job too well um and mm-hmm. instead of hitting a bullseye it used a fucking bazooka and it just blew the whole thing apart, which it did the job. I just don't know if I'm going to want it. Like, it's not going to be like a, it's not a comfort food movie. You know what I mean? Like, you're not watching this for pleasure. Mm-hmm. You're watching right. it to, like, watch a good movie. And um, I feel like you'd want to have a little wide berth between viewings. But that being said, absolutely fucking watch this movie. It is fucking it's it's mind blowing. It is existential crisis and horror and body horror and tentacles and fucking chuds and just we uh, it's great fucking great. great three five michael do you have a rating we do you know f- however many out of five fingers in the grave but you can do it however you like you can do it that way i put it as my my top five favorite horror movies of all time out of all horror movies ever made yeah five out of five i don't know if yeah. it, was, was it loud yeah yeah i would yeah. put like like i have like my my top five and i would take like the thing and dawn of the dead out of that because those are the obvious ones in the original yeah. text chance and massacre those are they deserve they deserve to be in everybody's top but like possession like possession i think did more than what cronenberg tried to do like i love cronenberg a lot i love mm-hmm. and i've never seen anything else that this director has ever done 
because it's so hard to get his stuff and it's always a different cut or you watch it on YouTube and it's a shitty quality or well, something like this that. This is or also his first actual English film. Everything okay, else is, yeah, everything else is, um, I want to say. Polish, it, right? Polish, yeah. So this, yeah. Is the fir- this is literally the first film that he's uh, ever yes. done in English. Because I know on the Silver Globe is uh, got banned and then he only had parts of it to put together and he put it together so loose but then he had to leave Poland to finish making it, and then he had two thirds of the film, and then I think Criterion scooped it up. And but I tried watching it on YouTube, and I don't think the parts were even even matched. It was really weird. So I've only seen this, but okay. body horror wise, like The Brood, Rabid, um, uh, Shivers, The Fly, you know, all those things that Cronenberg was trying to do, uh, mm-hmm. Naked Lunch, they're fucking fantastic films. But to me, like I think I've watched this more than those, and I know that's weird. But when I was like into Cronenberg and I met some people, I was like, oh, Cronenberg's like the fucking shit. And I saw this. I was like, oh, my God. And I don't know if it's because at the time I was making movies, I was really into short films and none of them did did anything. But I was like, I can't believe the stuff he pulled off low budget. Like you're talking about static shots and the over animation of people acting like I don't know if it was a lot of was pre-planned how he was as a director. He's like, go bananas. And then they're exhausted like a Kubrick. And he's like now really go bananas in this take and throw shit at people and like you know like at johnny's subway possession scene like alone i don't know i don't know how many takes was in that i mean i know there was a cut i hope not many i felt so i was like god the as an actor like what she's doing to her body through that like would be hard to do again like she's (laughs) quoted in this uh for saying that like this is a young actor's job like this film is for young actors she goes she couldn't even fathom trying to replicate what she did for this film again like apparently she Mm -hmm. it it fucked her up for like months after she was done yeah well there it is i think that's a beautiful spot to end it on i mean we got three fingers two two fingers three and a half fingers fingers, five fingers so much going off into this grave here so go ahead and check out possession we're gonna go ahead take a quick break and jump back into a quick would you rather and do that so we'll be back and we're back thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those kind words of encouragement uh so we're back to finish us all off with a would you rather I'm going to start. I got a quick one from Reddit because that's what I do. Mm. And here's what mm-hmm. here. Here. I, I, I think it's quick. Maybe. Would you rather sacrifice yourself if it meant world peace and happiness for all eternity or not? <laughs> so if you knew that <laughs> killing yourself would, you know, p- peace and happiness for everyone forever. Would you do, do that? I get, do I get to choose my, uh, my my way that I go out? Um, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a world celebration. Let's say the whole world knows and they're going to like be like, well, everyone, we're, let's celebrate. Whatever you, can you do want. Whatever you want, Ross. You can die however you want because you're going to unite the world. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. All right, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say yes because I don't think this situation will ever actually happen in life and I, I, I don't think I'll be called out on it. You ever seen Monty Python's Meaning of Life? Yes. Where yes. the guy gets to pick his own execution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go out that way. Get forced off of a cliff That's by good. a bunch of topless people in helmets. It doesn't, it's just men and women. It doesn't matter. Just a bunch of naked people just chasing me off a cliff, I think would be hilarious. Especially if I'm saving humanity. It would just be the most. You can have like, it. Like, just, 
Just have it. Why not? How did he save humanity? How are you going to sacrifice A herd of naked people forced him off of a cliff like a lemming. Like, I think that would be fucking, like, come on. Like, that would be, that would have to be put in a history book. Yeah, well, I, like I mean, it. you're being put into a history book no but matter it, what. You I mean, be you're like, sacrificing yourself <laughs> for, yeah. <laughs> the way you die doesn't, like, add to, that. like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I want someone to, like, read it and go, <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't, I didn't actually think that far, but I was like, oh, well, I guess I was just, I don't know, poof, I was dead or something like that. I didn't think of, like, choosing my own way to do it. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. What would you do, though, Sam? Are you, I mean, I feel like Oh, most I'm not of, doing it. I'm, oh. Well, no more world peace. No, world no, peace no world peace. <laughs> no world peace and happiness no for all eternity for everyone. <laughs> Sam's like, nah, I'm living. Fuck you. My answer is no. <laughs> I'm alive. Go fuck yourself. So he doesn't have to figure out a way to die. Mike, how about you? No. Yeah, obviously, of course I would. Nope, um, you said no. No, you said no. No take your backsies. Sure, I'll do it. But I wanted, I'd want it to be set up to make it look like I was going to do something really cool, like shoot out of a cannon over like the ocean. But I'd set yeah, it up totally. that, I'd, that I'd want to backfire and I'd never leave the cannon and the cannon would explode. So everybody Ooh, like, that's good. Everybody like everybody would be waiting for me to shoot out and they'd be like, This is so good he's doing this. And then be like, Bow. and then the cannon would blow up and I'd be like, Well, he's still got world peace though. But I never left the cannon. Like I would just That's fun. I like the joke. idea of like a grand way out and then it kinda of goes bad. Like I'll have like something where I'm gonna like yeah. Yeah. run and like I don't know, roller I'm gonna I'm gonna rollerblade off the Grand Canyon. But before, yeah. Like, yeah. like, off some, like, crazy yeah, ramp, like, I'm going to go slip. down a ramp, <laughs> into a wall. launch like off of it, but I'm going to, like, trip, <laughs> like, before I hit the cool <laughs> ramp and I'm able to do a flip and, like, die. No, I'll just, like, yeah, trip and, like, tumble off and have, like, a painful, like, like Homer when he goes down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be something like that. That's, that's yeah, how I'm going out. Right. Homer trying to jump over oh. Springfield Gorge. And I want to pull up in my Ferrari and be like, oh, I'm going to impress these guys. And as soon as I pull up, I would just fly out the windshield and like land in front of you guys and like, and like eat, eat oh, that'd gravel. Be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, but you just see me pull up. <laughs> That's good. And then Sam's just going to be laughing, laughing his butt off, not being dead. But like, I get to live in this forever. world of misery. <laughs> no. Well, I get to if you guys all sacrifice yourself, I'd be cool, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess all of us don't need a sac. Uh, that'd be funny. All of us, <laughs> only one of us needed to do it, and we're all just like, <laughs> we're like, I don't know why they did it. That's so it's weird. Only, only one person needed to. All right. So this is say all of you. <laughs> there was mine. Uh, Ross. Let's jump over to all Ross. Right. What do you got? All right. It's kind of a multiple choice. Mm-hmm. The movie we just watched. Mm-hmm. If you had mm. to have Crab Ragoon Squid Baby, which version would you have as a roommate for a year? You have to live with this thing for a year. You saw it in three different versions, not the final form. You just okay. can't have Sam Neill as I, your fucking roommate. Have... That's, that, that's a bullshit fucking cop out. So either, no wishing for more wishes. There are three versions of this thing. Which version would you have in your house? For you have to live with it for a year. I think I'm gonna take tentacle form, final tentacle form, just because it's that's the first one. 
Oh. Bang, no, bang no, the last form? one before, I guess, Sam Neill. Yeah, the because one that's feel, banging on the table. Right, yeah, the one, I, I feel like that is the almost, least. Almost. Slimy? Oh, almost. I couldn't I, I couldn't really tell. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I Tentacle guess three. it almost disturbs me more because it's so human-like compared to the other ones. The sack <laughs> might not be a bad idea because you just have to have that in, like, a room. That's yeah. where I'm going for. I'm going with like the guest bathroom. Sack thing can just live there for a fucking year, and then like if I gotta really do a number two before well, like, that's the play, first like, one. It's yeah. like a sack with tentacles. I, I'm I'm still going with the one I chose. Yeah, tentacle one. Yeah, why not? It'd be interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna live the same, might as well <laughs> yeah, get to know it. That's the best way of getting to know it. I think. I think I'll really get to know its personality. You don't oh, really sure. learn something if you it's just a sack. You definitely get to know it that way. It's a sack. <laughs> What about you, Michael? I like the last tentacle one a lot too. Yeah, last I, I, I like the yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, so two two last tentacles, two sacks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so solid. I got solid one point. based on this movie as well. Good. And I guess we could call it your wife because I made the squid wife joke earlier. Would you rather be the squids? The squid thing fucking a human or the human getting fucked by the squid thing. But let's say it's your spouse, so it's either your spouse. Oh my god, Sam. As a squid fucking you or you as you no. fucking your spouse as a squid. Wait, okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. No. I'm enthralled. No. I'm, I'm entirely enthralled. Do you want to be the girl on the bed or the weird guy doing it? <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> Oh, wait, are we referring to wait? So it's either we're the so fucker or the be, fucky. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm either getting fucked by a squid or I have to fuck a squid. Be doing, or that. you got to be a squid fucker. Yeah, you are like the squid creature, doing. So I'm either I the mean, squid I, I getting mean, is... doing the fucking, or I'm the yeah. person getting fucked by a squid. Right. Yes. No. No. Okay. Choosing. Now that makes now, total sense. Still, I'm not saying like you got to be penetrated or something. <laughs> It'd still be traditional sex for for you. However, whatever your tradition is, however you <laughs> practice. So the only difference would just be extra tentacles, is what you're saying. Yeah. You're either a tentacle person or, yeah. Being tentacled. Uh, I've already been yeah, called a tentacled. tentacle person. Oh man. Like uh, down there. Yeah, I mean, could we, could we, could we, could I pay for the 50 50? Could we, could I, like, I, yeah. I don't know. It's I like, like that. Yeah, that's a. Well, you gotta choose one. Well, could I it, would be the weird, is. I'd be the, a tentacle monster. I don't get a chance to be a tentacle monster every day. I know you don't get a chance to be banged by a tentacle monster every day, but I feel no, like you can not. have the chance to get banged by tentacles. I like tentacle monster guy. That's pretty But cool. I don't Do, I think I ever have the chance to be a tentacle monster. Yeah. Can so I turn I'm gonna back go and... with that. <laughs> Can I turn back into myself post coitus? Like, am I? Am I? Like, after I'm yeah. done, You're, you'll turn into Sam Neil. Oh, after I nut, and then I just turn into <laughs> Sam Neil. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works when t- with tentacles. Oh, then I'll definitely. Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, if the or end result Jurassic is Jurassic Park at Jurassic Park's height. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, if the end result is to be turning to Sam Neil, yeah, I'll be a squid person. Be the same, same either way. So you're a squid person. I'm Sam Neil. I think I'm a squid person too. For Brian, <laughs> for Brian, same logic. I wanna, you know, you don't often get to feel like what it's like to be something other than a human. So that sounds neat. Yeah. yeah. Michael, are you gonna weigh in or? Yeah, I will always be a tentacle monster. 
Uh, excuse me. I will always be a tentacle monster. Thank you very I much. That. I think that's yeah. three tentacle monsters and one Sam Neil. Yeah, and a Sam Neil. And a Sam Neil <laughs> in a pear tree. All right, and cool. cool. Did did you have one for us? Do you have a question? I do. I do. Um, this goes back to an earlier podcast. Ooh. And then it's which also goes back to an earlier podcast. Um, would you rather? And you guys had mentioned in the movie My Bloody Valentine how uh-huh. scary it would be to climb 2,000 feet up the ladder. Yes. And I think uh, Sam was concerned about how the killer got up there. And he's like, this just doesn't make sense to me. And he was very Sam about it. He's like, I don't understand why they're going up there when the killer's not even up there. Like, like how they, how they even know? And he's just like... <laughs> he's just giving shit. He's like, they had no motivation to even know that. Even if the twist didn't come in, he's like, so they're all stupid. And he was just, <laughs> so, and then, and then you're like, but I would climb 2000 feet up the ladder. And you're like, I don't know. My arms would hurt. And then you're like, yeah, that'd be really tough. Okay. So would you rather climb 2000 feet up the ladder in the mine yeah. in my bloody, bloody Valentine or be lowered 2000 feet into Mel's hole, the second hole. Not the first hole, the oh, second hole, so... where the half-cooked okay. internal lamb oh, creature that had the dude that looked like really the testing my skepticism. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so two thousand feet up, two thousand feet down. I'm going two thousand feet up because I feel like I have a better chance booking it away from Harry Warden than being lowered in and having a flipper fucking seal baby burst out mm-hmm. of me like a fucking <laughs> chest burster from Alien. Like, I, I think that I got better, like, at least at least I'm dealing with a maniac in a fucking gas mask versus, like, a like a seal. A seal me. You know what I mean? Like, because it's just, yeah. it's a me, a seal. Out of a cooked <laughs> me, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a hot pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was, um... I don't think I want to go down in the hole. I wouldn't no. mind, uh, I guess, I, not that I wouldn't mind climbing 2,000 feet, but I feel like I have a much <laughs> better, there's less supernatural element going on in that instance, it seems like. Mel's hole is, or the second hole is just a, just a world of unknown. Yeah. yeah. I'm climbing. Sure. Well, I get, I would definitely get lowered into Mel's hole um, because as long as it was like a safe rig or something. Because I don't believe any of that to be true. So I'm oh. less worried about just getting lowered and pulled back up on a rope than I am about falling off a 2,000 foot ladder that I'm climbing. But what if you But he very, much, he very much believes Harry Warden to be true. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'd climb. I would climb. Yeah. climb climbing yeah. seems you like, climb. The mo- in my opinion, the most oh, way, the, the best way to not, I don't know. I was going under the assumption that what happens in the second hole of Mel's hole is true. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is. Well, if that's true, then I would definitely climb. But yeah. uh, Right, because the, the other scenario was episode, having Harry Warden there. around you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Whatever. No, <laughs> we're, you know we're what? No, take, to... no taking backsies. <laughs> we're, lo- we're lowering you in the hole. You're going in the hole. Yeah. We need someone well, to go in the hole. We'll put you in a cage. You and that guy from Austin, Texas, who said he'll go in the yeah, hole. Yeah, it's a hell mouth. Well. With a GoPro. Exactly. Throw GoPro. We finally have good stuff. We, we need to find the hole first. Maybe we, we'll do that... Um, Second shuttle fest. First shuttle fest is down at the Skunk A research. Second shuttle fest will be in the search for the hole. Will be so search the whole speed, the whole spelunking. Yeah, we're gonna start off. Yeah, we're gonna start off at Ted's. You guys, and we're gonna ladder when you find that hole. Let me know and lower me in. Perfect. Yeah, we'll find it. You get lowered. 
that's it. I love it. And that is our episode for tonight. It was a hell of a fun one. And we want to say a huge, huge special thank you to our special guest for, for, for coming on. It was awesome. Go ahead, check out his book, The Evil Within the House. Two out of the three Chuddleheads have uh, Chuddlers, whatever we are. We've read it. We enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. and yeah. we think you should go ahead and check that out too. Go ahead, follow all of us at Chuddle the Pod. You're welcome. At gmail.com <laughs> or follow us at Chuddle the Pod on Slasher and Instagram. Email us at Chuddle the Pod at gmail.com. Sam's got his own at Chuddle the Sam. Ross has Ooh. his at Chuddle the Ross. Mm. I yes. have mine at Chuddle the Brian with a Why? Because you know it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. All right. Good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And we want to, I, I, again, I, I always get to this last part of the night and ramble, but it's thank you so much for, for listening this far. And please go ahead, rate, review, like us, comment, all that kind of stuff. It really helps us out. Share us. Let people know about Shuttle the Pod, right? Tell your friends, yeah. And do yourself a goddamn favor and pick up the evil within the house, all right? Or else I'm going to come to your house. Pick it up. You can get was it. Too much? Was that too much? I lay that on really thick. No, that was no. Too, was that, was not, that too thick? Too was that too... Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, no. Amazon, I mean, like, everyone has access to that shit, so go get it. Just fucking and do it. Just do it, just do it. That's what we're going to say, right? All right. Fucking just good do night, it. everyone. Have a good one. And you know what? Until next time, we'll be waiting. I had audacity up. I was just like, oh, oh, you okay. didn't see any of it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thing going. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> I'm on everybody's. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's fucking great. <clears throat> um, let's do this. Let's end this shit. <laughs>